marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 322, WrestleMania, this past week. So much things to talk about, so many things to cover. Check Big us out. Pro Wrestling. Yeah, beforehand, though, you can check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. YouTube.com slash out 11 Facebook.com slash out. Follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut. Follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I am still marking out for this entire week in professional wrestling. So at the current time, I'm marking out. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Did you do anything fun this week? Yeah, I glued myself to the computer to watch everything that was wrestling related. I accidentally glued myself to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, uh, it got kind of like, I don't know, I, it, I was yes, craving you... for it to start earlier. Oh, oh, okay. Like, like on a Friday night, like with the uh, Hall of Fame, but during the day, and then during Saturday, during the day of Saturday, and then the day of Sunday, I was just like craving for something live, whether it's access live with, uh, what's your face, Kat, uh, Kathy Catherine? Kelly. Kathy Kelly. That was uh, that was just something disappointing that they didn't, because I guess for the first time ever, SmackDown was live on Tuesday before before WrestleMania. So normally they do. Like last year, I went to Monday Night Raw. It ended up being SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. So they tape that and then air SmackDown like two matches or one match. And then they go on Friday or Thursday, whenever it used to be. And then they would go live from Access. Mm-hmm. This year, they didn't They didn't have any like live from Access type of thing. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like I wanted to see some some action, you know, because during the day, I was just like, Twiddling my thumbs, waiting for the entire shebang to start. Yeah, it would have been nice if they did that. I, I know Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, they did a live from Access video like they did last year, which I thought was super awesome, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, awesome. So I look forward to that again next year. They go on Facebook Live and do it. So yeah, it was cool that they like to show them walking around and everything. Yeah, before it opens to the public. Yeah. I definitely thought that was nice. What about you? Did you do anything preparing yourself? Uh, Preparedness-wise, no. And I honestly, I don't think, I. you really, you couldn't have. You could not have prepared for WrestleMania this year. What, what do you mean? There was no possible way you could have prepared to have sat for, let's see. Um, there was like 15 hours of wrestling. You know what? I would have taken, I would have been okay. I would have taken more wrestling during if, but if it was provided during the day. Yeah, I would have been okay with like I would like during Saturday morning. I would have watched something live. 
I would have watched some of that uh, access matches, some of those access matches. I would have as well, yeah. 100% I would have. I, I was actually surprised they didn't have like Jimmy Havoc and all these other guys on the network. I would think that that would be a huge Maybe, maybe it was like a contract thing? I, I, don't I really don't know. But it would have also definitely helped out for the beginning of, of NXT TakeOver. That's, I know that for sure if they were live on the network. To have had some people yeah, at least know I feel like what that happened would with with what happened in No Way Jose. Yeah, I feel like that him. would. But, I feel like that would draw people in, and yeah, that NX that No Way Jose stuff. I feel like that would have meant a lot more if they showed us all of that live, like as it was going on, you know. Yeah. But, but as far as whatever. what outside WWE stuff. I went to the new Nassau Coliseum this week. Oh, do tell. Wednesday. Very first show opens it up is Billy Joel. I went to see Billy Joel for the eighth time, record tying, eighth time. <laughs> that he is now tied. Tying? Yes, because he's tied with Taylor Swift now for artists I've seen the most. <laughs> you saw Taylor Swift eight times? Yep. No. <laughs> that was the most, yeah. It, it, it honestly, no. it really only should have been seven times. You, you, I mean, how many times have you seen her? Three. Only three? Yeah, I saw one. Uh, Coliseum, MetLife, Coliseum, and MSG. MetLife and MSG, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I started a lot earlier going to shows than you did. Did you ever see her open for someone or was she always no, headlining? always headlining. And she was. Did that, she ever open? Yeah, for uh, probably Keith Urban, Tim McGraw. Huh. But I never, I never got a chance because those tours never came here. Country music Uh-oh. didn't come to New York until Taylor Swift was was became yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah, it was around like Taylor Swift and Rascal Flatts. Really, I think those two people. Yeah. I mean, more, more, more Taylor Swift, but still, I think Rascal Flatts. Was included in that with bringing it to uh, the New York and setting. I think Kenny Chesney also was a big part of that. Oh, hands down, definitely. Because he went I mean, from selling out Jones Beach to selling out MetLife Stadium. I mean, Carrie Underwood too. Yeah, she's a big part of it. But yeah, I saw Taylor Swift eight times. I saw Billy Joel eight times. Why does he have the? The uh, lyrics on his computer screens. Uh, that's weird. I know you, you, you said that recently. Well, not recently, but in the past, you thought it was because he was having health issues. Well, I, didn't, I had no idea. Like, why would you sign a giant contract with Madison Square Garden to play every single month unless maybe you thought, like, something was going down? I don't know. With, like, what, like Alzheimer's or something? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, but I don't get why he has lyrics. Just, it's mean, just like a reminder for the lyrics. But the, what the what you see on the screen in like the pictures I posted, mm-hmm. that's not what he looks at. I saw hmm. another one. There's a screen built into his piano. And that's what he does. He, he, would tell, he tells us sometimes on a story in concerts that, like Elton John used to say, like, oh, why don't you have your lyrics? Mm-hmm. And, like, now he has his lyrics, so. It's weird. I mean, you don't see anybody else really doing it. Yeah, there's tons of artists I've seen that have screens. Really? Yeah, a lot of artists. Who? 
I can't name them off the top of my head, but there's a lot of artists that you go to shows and you see like little screens on the floor that you think are like speakers, and then you like realize, oh, those are TVs. Huh. Those are monitors. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, did they have any cool merch? Um. Well, I really didn't pay attention to the, to the t-shirts because none of them really? would be my size. Did they have a member of what is it? Memorabilia shirts. What is that? Like for the NASA, like for for specifically NASA. Oh yeah, costume. they were. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Billy Joel when he plays a concert are always his shirts are almost always event specific, with mm-hmm. like a mix of regular Billy Joel shirts as well. Hmm. But I got a. I got a, another program because I have a tour program from when I saw him in 2014 at the garden, but outside of Madison square garden, he has a different program, mm-hmm. which he also has a new Madison square garden program, which might be the same insides as this one that I got. Mm-hmm. But if I went and saw him again, I would get it because it's a different cover. Gotcha. But, uh, and I got a poster from, the Nassau, it doesn't say like new Nassau Coliseum or like a grand opening or anything, but it's what's a, the pricing? Uh, price of the poster was 20, which isn't, which isn't bad at all. And then the program's 30, which again is not for that. That's a, it's a really nice program. I have to tell you that mm-hmm. it's one of the nicer ones that I've picked up in my 160 plus concerts that I've been to so far. I was actually tempted to text you to buy me a poster. Well, I would have. You should have told me. I was tempted to, but, but now, I wasn't now too you'll sure. be able to find that online for more money on uh, on the website that sells his posters. For more money? Well, yeah, you got to pay shipping and tax and stuff. Yeah, I'd rather just hold off and not do it then. That's what I, I ended <laughs> up. I ended up. They they never had posters for 2014 when I went at the garden at mm-hmm. any of the shows. And I was looking on his site the other day, and I was like, what the heck? There's a poster from 2014 for, that, that has every single date of 2014 on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, what the heck? I'll buy it. I, I think I paid like 25 bucks with shipping. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not bad. 25 bucks for a Billy Joel poster that you've been to. Are you ever going to get these posters like framed? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right you're now gonna... you're just keeping them uh, rolled up. No, they're not. I mean, some of them, yes, are rolled up, but most of them, like the Billy Joel ones, those all came flat. Those are are flat. they hard? They're not hard. It's a nicer paper, though. It's a nicer gotcha. cut. So if you fold it, like if you roll it up, is it going to... Uh... I mean, I'm sure it'll... It's it's paper. That happens regardless, mm-hmm. which is one. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Um, but yeah, so it sucks. And then sometimes I would have to like roll up my posters, but... And then I come home and I unroll it, and it's just yeah. it 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 comes back to the form. It comes back. All right, to so, flat. So. so tell me about NASA Coliseum. How's the? Is it an improvement? Is it downgrade? Is I don't. It, I don't honestly have no idea. What, like it sounds better. Yes, it sounds better. A hundred percent sounds way better than the old NASA Coliseum did. Um, but the seats are the seats. I think are an improvement. Also, a hundred percent. Also an improvement. Um, and and they cut out the the fact that you can you could walk all the way around now full 360 degrees that used to be annoying like you get you're you think you're trying to get somewhere yeah. and you start going and then you get to the end and you're like oh yes that was very annoying back then but they cut yeah. that out and uh they were like and I tried to do that 
I was like, I want to cut through because it was standstill traffic. Same exact out, same exact hallways. Nothing's bigger. Nothing's changed. You're still in standstill traffic. I don't know how that managed to like slip through. Maybe because it was Billy Joel and it was like a it was very crowded. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be crowded no matter what in in that hallway. Right. So they didn't I mean, it, it's tight. To me they did not fix that. So I wanted to cut through and they're like, "Oh, well they don't want us to have you guys cut through." Like I don't know why they wouldn't want you. You can now finally walk all the way around. And they're like, "Oh, we don't want you to do it." But whatever. The woman, she was nice enough. She let us go through, mm. and uh, we got to cut through that, through all the, the just nothing. It wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. But it, I, the, the arena was filthy when we got there. What do you mean? Like outside floor, or in? Both. The floors are were scuffed up inside with like dust everywhere. The walls had like inside the arena bowl, like the floor, the the walls were like greasy and everything. Really? I, was like, I was like, tonight's the first show. How is this dirty already? Outside of it, there's like there was dirt everywhere. I don't know why Nassau County has horse has horse police patrolmen. Mm-hmm. But you got horse poop everywhere. They they always have that there. I, I yeah, never understood that. I, I really I have no idea either. Um, they took the fence down to the parking lot. Okay, so you could easily hop the curb. If Sweet. if you wanted to, I'm not telling you to, but if you wanted to, you had a big enough car, just you could hop the curb instead of paying for forty dollars for Billy Joel parking. I thought twenty dollars was absurd back in the day. Yeah, we used to. You have to get there before, like at one before yeah, four o'clock, right? I was under the impression that they were going to be like handing stuff out that you couldn't just like be there before, but no, they didn't. They don't give anything out, and nothing changed. They just increased the pricing. It didn't look like it was ready to be opened to the public just yet. When we got there earlier in the morning to pick up tickets, they were still putting up lights outside. Really? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure by the time I got there, those lights were still not on. That's weird. That's that's pathetic. That's more pathetic than weird. Yeah. Well, that's why it's not the grandest age of them all. That's why it's not... Uh, is it a legendary like, venue, though? I was having a conversation with my friend. He was telling me it's absolutely not a legendary venue. National Coliseum? Yeah. No. It's why not, would it be legendary? I don't no. know. I mean, I've seen some cool things there. Yeah, but you're, you're here. Anybody from, like, California hasn't heard of National Coliseum. It was also one of the very last venues to, to not be a sponsored venue. Now, of course, it's sponsored. And it's not even called Nassau Coliseum anymore. There's, I don't even think there's a, any like trace of of orange, white, and blue in there. But whatever. I, I don't know. The show was great. Joan, right. Joan I, Jett I was there. It. Yeah, Joan Jett performed with him, and uh, Kevin James and Leia Remini danced with the, or, uh, from the King of Queens, Doug and Carrie. Oh, they, what did they do? They just danced on the stage. What do you mean? Like, they, like, had, like, a scripted dance that they did. To That's a Billy weird. Joel song. <laughs> yeah, but it was awesome to see. I saw King of Queens live, basically. <laughs> yeah, but why, like, I'm like, I, That's, I yeah, I don't know. I it mean, was, at that rate, why not just have Ray Romano? 
Maybe he would have. <laughs> I, but I, I mean, I've never seen Ray Romano at a Billy Joel concert. I've seen Kevin James at a Billy Joel concert before. You think they were just in the attendance? They're like, you know what? Hey, no, I no, because they had. I think they had somebody with. I think it was like a Dancing with the Stars person also that danced with them. That like taught them like moves and stuff and like choreographed it. Uh huh. So I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. But I saw them post a picture together. So I don't know. I thought at one point it was like a it was like a gimmick like they like he was dancing she she came out dancing first then he appeared and then they danced together and then he dropped her and uh-huh. she like angrily walked away and then got a new partner which I think was the guy I think it's a guy from Dancing with the Stars or something else uh-huh. and then they danced together and Kevin James got like annoyed and he wanted a new dancing partner I was like oh snap Adam Sandler's about to come out but it wasn't Sandler he just picked up a giant sub sandwich and danced with it. That's funny. Yeah. Did you pop? I did. Yeah, I did. I I can see you uh doing your your laugh in there. <laughs> I did. I could I could picture that. I did laugh, yeah. Being like, What is what's this? What is what are they doing? As soon as she came out, I was like, No way, we're about to see Kevin James dance with her too. That's funny. Yeah. So it was a it was a really good show though. I it's like people ask me like, Oh, which is the best Billy Joel show that you've been to. I was like, I can't, you can't rank that. It's just, they're all good. It's just really, I, I don't, I don't know why. Anyone, when was your first? 2009, July 30. Is there a 31st of July? I don't know if there is. Let's see. July 30th. No, July 31st, 2009, I think was the first one. I huh. think that's when it was. And it was in Philadelphia. With Elton John also for the face-to-face tour. And then the next time I saw him That's was... pretty cool. Yeah, and then Billy Joel, New Year's Eve 2013, going into 2014. Uh, yep, I remember that one. And then like after I got, like a week after I got the tickets, they announced that he was going to be doing all those garden shows. Yeah. Which I've been to a lot of those. That's pretty cool. Well, that sounds like a really eventful uh, weekend for you. Yeah. Well, but, a week. It was Wednesday. Yeah. And then I think, right. I, I think I'm going to the Coliseum tomorrow for the op- – they have an open house. I don't know what to expect. It was free, so I got four tickets. Well, you know, if they have anything uh, – Oh, my God. Souvenirs or whatever, hook <laughs> me up. And it's funny because it's like – I'm still waiting for my city field. Yeah, I never think. said you were getting Shea Stadium dirt. I never said you, you were getting Shea you Stadium dirt. Me I would that. never have promised that. You said you would give me a little bit. I don't think I did. I definitely said, don't think I did. If I did say that, I don't you think I would have planned and taken another container? I don't know. In reality, I should have taken so many containers with Yeah, me. why didn't you anyway? Like why if you didn't, why didn't you offer? Cuz for that I didn't know what to expect either. That's not nice. I didn't know what to expect at all with with the the my last time going to Shea Stadium. Yeah. Without the public there and everything. While they were demoing it. Demo. Well, all right. Let's talk about some sports entertainment. And they had the Hall of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame. Class of 2017. Headlined by Kurt Angle. 
Um, yeah, how do you want to discuss this? First of all, um, I said it for a few, I think like maybe two weeks prior, uh, the red carpet kicks off. Miz's dad, 100%, should be on the red carpet next year hosting. Oh, I agree. Because that was I one thought of, that was the guy. I'm like, so, I'm so, so happy. Up. I'm so happy that WWE captured all of that on film and actually put him on the red carpet for an exclusive. He's like so awkwardly amazing where I don't know if he's just gimmick and giving in, but I think that's actually him. He goes, how about a too sweet, brother? And he goes, uh, too sweet? What is a too sweet? <laughs> and he holds up the wrong fingers, the too sweet gallows. Yeah. Oh, so funny. And then he goes, then Miz comes out and he goes, what What are you doing here? No, yeah. what are you doing here? He goes, Vince McMahon hired me. Vince McMahon hired me for the evening. He goes, Vince McMahon did not hire you for the evening. He goes, no, no, Vince McMahon hired me for the, for the evening, didn't he? And then he goes, well, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm interviewing people. He goes, okay, so interview me. He goes, oh, we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So, 100%, I think Mrs. Dad should be on the red carpet next year interviewing wrestlers yeah make it make it something like uh james corden's parents when they do stuff yeah i think i mean those are great yeah james corden's parents i think they could definitely get that footage out of mrs dad yeah i think the guy's hilarious and i really don't i don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't enjoy it yeah but except for miss but (laughs) yeah but the WWE Hall of Fame that kicked off, I don't know what you want to actually like speak about, but uh, um, speech-wise, I guess, what did you want to, what do you want to say even? Um, I don't know. What was up with uh, Rock and Roll Express? With? Have, with uh, how he was moving his lips. Ricky Morton, I guess, just memorized the speech and was reading what Robert Gibson was saying. I don't know. That's what it looked I, like to me. Really? I I thought like something was going on. I don't know. It looked like I mean, he was mimicking, um, miming the speech or whatever. I I don't think that was intentional. Hopefully everything health wise is okay with him. Um, but overall it was a good night. I mean, DDP was hilarious. All the speeches uh, were really good. A pop. Yeah, uh, Rick Rude's son. How is he not a pro wrestler? Uh, yeah, the size of that guy. Yeah, and I popped that he came out there and he goes, he did Rick Rude's spiel. Called yeah. everybody fat, out of shape, sweat hogs. That was really cool. Yeah, and the, and the crowd loved it. Yeah. Um, I think Beth Phoenix, biggest rib of the night. Yeah, with the edge. <laughs> having, uh, having, uh, yeah. Shimmel? Uh, Tony Chimmel. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Yeah, nah. I mean, Tony Schimmel. Schimmel. Now I now you got me saying that. <laughs> Tony Schimmel coming out to do the rated R superstar. That was yeah, funny. that that was really funny. Yeah, and uh, just Kurt Angle doing all his gimmicks. Yeah, from the dousing himself with the milk to the hat. I mean, he was hilarious. Yeah, I thought he. he def- I thought APA had a really good speech. For Teddy Long. APA did have a really good speech. I'd agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this honestly, everybody had a good a good speech. Cornette surprising everybody, not doing anything uh, Cornette-ish. I Jay-Z give him a, credit. Yeah, 100%. So he it's didn't like, go all uh, yeah, Dairy Queen. It's truly 100% like never say never in the pro wrestling business. 
and I hope to one day expect more from Jim Cornette with WWE. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a legend. I mean, definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Or at least in my opinion, I think he is. I, I do as well. I think uh, I, I, the only thing that I wish would have happened here was John Cena coming out to Basic Thugonomics instead of his new, his current theme song. Just yeah, because that, it would have thrown the crowd completely off and they wouldn't have been able to boo John Cena or sing John Cena sucks. I'm okay with when they do that. Well, whatever, I thought it would be fine. I like when they do the Cena sucks. But yeah, the crowd wasn't so uh, wasn't so rowdy this year. They didn't like try to hijack the Hall of Fame. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with people giving uh, good speeches. Like everyone was very very uh, engrossing in their speeches. And it, I think it also has a big thing to do. Last year, uh, the Hall of Fame for us started at eight p.m. rather than uh, it started at started at seven. Uh, 8 p.m. red carpet, 9 p.m. start time. Which, that was mm-hmm. ridiculous. They smartened up this time. It should have just been, because last year was, it would if they opened it up normal, it would have been an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Or even earlier, because, where was it? It was, it was like a different time zone, three hours, three hours earlier, I think it was in, uh, in Texas? Or is that two hours earlier? Yeah, they were in Texas. I don't know if it's two hours or three hours earlier there, but I, I I forget the time. But yeah, so they definitely stepped it up by adding that extra earlier hour. So yeah. It was so now after after time. having after having had watched the full Hall of Fame, would you go to one? No. Still no. No, I no, I have no no desire, no want, no. Okay. One hundred percent. I would not go to a WWE Hall of Fame. Percent. Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, Does that I, surprise you? I mean, I thought you enjoyed yourself. I mean, I I did, but it's just not enough for me to sit there for as long as these people sit there for. I, I could If you do that. knew, if you knew it was just going to be that, and like you weren't going to WrestleMania or anything else that weekend, still no. Yeah, no. So you wouldn't go to see a wrestler speak at all, ever? No. I have no desire to. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't go to hear any wrestler speak. I mean, I don't know. Because I do like the podcast, but I wouldn't go to a Hall of Fame. So you would go to a live podcast, but you wouldn't see a Hall of Fame? Well, like maybe like a Steve Austin podcast or Jericho or something like that, but I, I I can't sit through a Hall of Fame in person. It's just sometimes it's drawn out. I mean, you have to listen to some of these speeches are forty five minutes long. It's you, a lot. Did you tear up at all? No, not at all. I didn't. Why would I? I don't know. Some people. There was no one. Some people do. There was no one that was that I had that much. I mean, Kurt Angle, but not enough to tear up with. Why did you? No. Did you want to? <laughs> no. You know, are you just hiding it? No. You don't have to hide it. You know, you're I amongst did, family and friends. I didn't tear up. 
It's that still means real to me, damn it. No, I really, I didn't. I didn't. So yeah. But, but yeah, the did whole you, thing uh, was I'm gonna great. ask. I'm I'm gonna cut to the chase. But did he tear up with Undertaker? No. Hmm. Did you? No. Are I felt, you lying felt, to me? You're no, amongst family I, I, and friends. No, I no, I actually felt like zero emotion, which is like I was reading everybody on Facebook and Twitter, just all these emotions that everyone's feeling, and I was just thinking, I'm like, uh, I think I'll speak about it more when we get there. Okay, but uh, yeah, so that was WWE Hall of Fame. I thought was really good this year. A lot better in years past. Uh, moving on to one of the main events of this weekend, NXT TakeOver Orlando from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Not the biggest NXT TakeOver as like they were saying, um, just based off of the crowd size alone. NXT Brooklyn TakeOver, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 had 15,600 and 71 fans packed into that arena. This arena, yes, it was sold out. It had 14,975 tickets sold or whatever. Count. Hmm. So it was not the biggest, but it was certainly one of the good, uh, one of the better shows of the weekend. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, right off the bat, Kicking out, they show us the footage of Sanity at Access taking out No Way Jose. And they announced that No Way Jose was not able to compete that night. Yeah, just beat up and injured. Who won? Who won? Yeah, between us. Uh, You did. Four to three. Sanity, consisting of Eric Young, Alexander Wolfe, Killian Dane, and Nikki Cross, defeated Ty Dillinger, Ruby Riot. Roderick Strong and replacing No Way Jose was Cassius Ono. Yeah, um, which I guess maybe we should have get. I mean, we did guess it. We did say it was going to be him or Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned Tommy. Um, it was a good match. Yeah, it was fun. I don't. I think the the weakest point of this match were. The women, I don't like. I don't think the women did enough in this match. I like Ruby uh, Riot yeah. did the she did the missile dropkick off of the the apron to Nikki Cross, but I they just did like the classic cat bite thing. I didn't get that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like they they basically like aside from that missile dropkick, that was like something you would have gotten out of like a divas match, which made mm-hmm. no sense. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that at all. But Alexander Wolf, I can't say enough great things about him. Dude, I I jotted that down too. Alexander Wolf, like what a great job. Um his from his, his persona that he's the gimmick that he's portraying, his facial reactions, his body movement, it's just it is so different. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I said I was super impressed with him when I saw him at the Madison Square Garden, the theater at Madison Square Garden. You were impressed with him when you saw him up in Albany. Yeah, I, I it was the same thing, and that is one of the differences. Now you ask me about revival, why I'm not a big revival fan. There's a big difference. Like Wolf, my eyes are glued to him because of his body movements, his uh, his facial reactions, everything that little thing he does, I am 
kind of um, in, I, I say engrossed a lot, but I'm very entertained by. I'm like, oh wow, he's reacting to this by this, while revival are very uh, stagnant in my eyes, and they don't bring all of that eye draw uh, as just, Alexander Wolf does. I, I would put like I don't know. I'm like if I if I look at the revival, it's like you. To me, when I look at them, I see people like Dimalenko, like they compared him. I see people like Chris Benoit. Well, that I that's the thing. I well, let's also face it. Benoit and uh, Milenko weren't known for their charisma or for their right. yeah, okay. entertainment, their entertainment value outside of uh, technical wrestling. I mean, they were really never um, charismatic gimmicks, right? So, but you're I mean, still a Benoit fan. Yes, but that's based off of his wrestling abilities alone. But it took me like, but I just can't get behind Revival. I don't. I can't say that they are of Benoit caliber, though. Uh, well, I mean, not I mean, not yet, at least. Yeah, but I, mean, I think I think the Revival might be one of the best tag teams that ever came out of NXT. And a lot of people agree with you. I, I just don't see it. But that's also because I'm not into that Milenko style. It's very slow, slow paced for me. And I just, I mean, they're very no, I mean, not to say it can't be fast paced at the same time, but. No. But, uh, I mean, the next match that took place, we saw the debut of Aleister Black taking on and defeating Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, before you talk about Aleister Black. Andrade Almas, can you say, can you see it yet? Yes or no, man? Can you see that he's going to, that he can, I think there's so much potential there that he's a main event superstar. Not WWE. Yes, 100%, man. I could see, now I could see US, IC, but not that top, top main event level yet. Well, not yet, but, but there's but so But I do much. see potential. But I also want to see him versus Main Ross, see how he does against the likes of Miz and a few other uh, Main Roster wrestlers. Yeah. Because he also wrestles at times a different style. So I am curious. But I think he is a great wrestler and a really good wrestler. Uh, I shouldn't toss around the word great, but <laughs> I mean, Aleister Black and Andrade Almas, I saw at the WWE Al uh, NXT Albany and I raved about it on the podcast and I told you about it, how that was my match of the night. And this match that they put on, it did not, it definitely lived up to my expectations. Not my match of the night though. Is it yours? Um, I'm going to assume not. Surprisingly, I want to say yes, but I know I can't. Yes, I know you can't either. <laughs> I, I want to say yes, but I know I can't because I, I don't even want to talk about the reason because it's the next match. But I want to talk about this a little bit more. Alistair Black, that entrance. I was I was blown away. I didn't understand it. I didn't. <laughs> well, it was like a. Uh, no, no, I didn't understand, like, how, I said to him, I, well, I said to him, I tweeted out, I was like, how did, 
the yeah, how did the camera how did the camera move up like that? I didn't realize he was like on a platform being raised up. <laughs> how did he know that? What? How did he know that? I didn't see it until after. That's funny. Until after somebody pointed it out, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like rising from like a coffin or whatever it was. Yeah, it was kind of symbolizing him rising from the a uh, coffin. And I was a big fan of his Titan Tron, which they didn't have at the live event, because I think it was his first or one of his first live events that he was at, and they still didn't have a entrance theme, uh, entrance. Uh, video for him. I don't even think they had they had a theme song. If they did, it was not what they used. But it was his current stuff. Uh, everything. His entrance was sick. I love that he didn't pan to the cr- fans at all. Just very, very dead set on his ring work and getting into the ring, doing his match, and then leaving. I like. I liked when they like put his actual name on the screen. It was in a different. I don't know if, what language that was. Yeah, I don't know if that was uh, Latin or. I would assume uh, it's like somewhere like a Dutch language since he's from. That yeah no, it, and what about his even his graphic? But uh, that's well, what do you mean? Oh, for some reason I thought you were talking about like his entrance graphic. No, like the one where they put up his name and then it like changes from another language into Alistair Black. Yeah, I I thought that was sick, and I have I've never seen that before. Yeah, absolutely not. I like that. I love his theme song. I really like his theme song. It really gets you pumped up, or at least it gets uh, me pumped up. And Chris mentioned that the same thing. He was a big fan of it. Um, and in the ring, he was. I thought he was great. Yeah, very great debut for him. Very good debut. I, see, I don't know why I keep saying great as well. I see. Him as a WWE champion before Almas. As like a WWE champion, not the... I can see him. How you were telling me that you think Almas is WWE championship material. I see Black as WWE championship material. Almas, I don't see it yet. I don't know. I mean, I was a... Both of these guys worked each other really well, too. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so you mentioned my favorite match and everything, and I wanted to say this just because how it was a lot of fun to watch. and It was uh, such a heartwarming match. It, it really was. You have the Authors of Pain, the champions, defeating DIY, defeating the Revival. Uh, it turned into a I, – I, I didn't know from the start that it was a three-way dance. Or three-way elimination match. Yeah. Um, this yeah. match. Like, what can we... What is there to say about it? There's so many For, parts like, where I thought... I really love the fact that they teased... I thought the Arthur's of Pain were going to be eliminated, and then they weren't. DIY was the first tag team eliminated. Yeah. I I picked them to win. Eliminated, I, eliminated by... by Arthur's of Pain. Pain. Yeah. Which also, the Revival got eliminated by Authors of Pain. So it's like, that's pretty big for them. I actually really like that one spot where DIY and the Revival were working as a uh, coexisting against Authors of Pain. Like multiple, multiple times in that match. But that was like, that was super, I was like, oh my god, they're doing, like, that's like, 
Yeah, like that, they both what, had that was heartwarming. That was so they all, heartwarming. Heartwarming? Yeah, they was like, oh my god, like they feuded for months and now <laughs> and now they're putting their differences aside. Like that they, made me feel something. It didn't make me feel something like when they did it at WrestleMania with the funny. the Raw women. But it made uh, me feel something here because they've had they've literally had the best match of 2016. I I really love the fact that I thought for sure that they were going to tap out when they had those submission moves locked in. Dude, it was, I it thought was crazy. I thought that was it. And I really I wanted Revival to break their own record and and become a three time NXT Tag Team Champion, but that didn't happen. No. And I think the Authors of Pain, a lot of people don't give them the credit that they deserve. Well, I, I'm not, you, I will not take away anything from this match. I give them a lot of credit for uh, what they put on, but I still don't see a draw factor for me. But they were fantastic in this match. Yeah, I thought, I thought all three tag teams were. Yeah. Not just them. I thought right, all yeah. three of them were great. But um, I don't know. I feel like I want to talk more about this match. Like, but what else is there to say? Uh, next up, you had the women's title on the line, women's NXT title on the line. Asuka picked up the victory over Ember Moon. Uh, what is there to say about this match? I thought that it was good. Did you pick? What's it great? Who would you pick to win this? I think I picked Asuka. Yeah, we both picked Asuka. Oh. Yeah, the match that we cha- that we picked different was the tag team match. I picked Revival, you picked. No, you picked Authors. Oh, did I? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah you I picked did. Authors. I picked D- DIY. So I got a straight... No, you picked Dillinger. If you didn't pick Dillinger, oh. you would have had... A, yeah, you would have had the uh, yeah. uh, perfect record. Yeah, so it's like this match. It's like where does Asuka go from now, from from there? Yeah. So I'm I, still, I still have my fingers she, crossed for a co-women's champion. You really like that idea I tossed out there? Yeah. You I keep do. on bringing it up because that's that's what I hope for it to happen. Because realistically, what what woman is next in line for the for the title? <sighs> Unless you're bringing in somebody big. To come up and face Oscar like Karma, which I don't see happening. Yeah, unfortunately, right now, I mean, they don't have a big name to go against. But what are you going to bring up, Kimberly, and have her defeat Oscar? I don't see that at all. I don't want that at all. I don't. That could. I don't think that'll ever happen. That makes no. That would make no sense. Why would he? Why would you even say that? <laughs> I'm saying, like, who else? Who else? Who could they possibly have? Yeah, but why are you even say that? I feel like because because no, now don't say that, that because now happen. that you're gonna say that it's gonna happen. No, it's because you said it. That's gonna happen. Thank you, Brandon. No, 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 no. Wrong, 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 wrong. Um, but yeah, it was a fine match. I thought it was good. Um, main event of the evening for the NXT ah. Championship. You have the champion Bobby Roode retain the title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura had a special entrance where he danced in, in a shadow. He shadow danced, I guess you call it. Is that a thing? Shadow danced? Yeah, he had like the curtain came up and he was dancing behind it. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that? 
Maybe not. And then Bobby Roode had two penis playing his song. I, I, yeah, I thought that was cool. Which, when that happened, man, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, it kind of threw me for a loop for a second. Yeah, Erica was actually very uh, confused at that too. She. She was like, "Why are they ruining his theme song?" Like, not it's even, so not even his theme song though. It threw me for a loop in the fact that, like, what are we used to with seeing a woman play a piano? Is Rebby Hardy playing oh, obsolete? Yeah, 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 that completely yeah. threw me for a loop. Yeah. And then I then they panned over and there was another woman playing it. I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, okay, they're playing Bobby Roode's theme song. I get it." <laughs> you didn't realize that at first? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, it's made, That's I, funny. I, it really confused me. But, yeah, uh, yeah this match, damn. It was a, a really good match, a lot of fun. Um, there were many points where I thought that Nakamura could have easily won. Yeah, I thought so, too. I, I, I mean, yeah, very much so. But yeah, I think it Bobby happens Roode. every time that these two wrestle. It's like, it's like one, two, and then... Last millisecond kicks out. Kick out. There, there were a few times where I thought for sure it was a three count, but overall, both of these guys, perfect way to end the night for NXT and lead right into a uh, uh, WrestleMania. Um, yeah, and then before we move on to that, during the day of 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 Takeover, William Regal at Access announced new championships. And they introduced the new tag team championships, uh, new women's championship, and the new NXT championship. Yeah, throughout the entire night, they were issuing these to the winners. Uh, are you surprised about this? No title changes. WrestleMania weekend, that's NXT. A, no. That's a bam roasted to you. Me? Yeah. Why? Because you were like, so you're telling me the biggest weekend of all, not one title will change. And then, like, yeah, it started I'm, getting me, like, confused and stuff, and I might have picked different people to win. Well, I was, I was surprised. I would, I would definitely expected. A title did change at WrestleMania. But not at NXT. Yeah, right. Not at NXT, but and more I title, think that multiple only, titles changed at the WrestleMania. Yeah, the entire second half was only title changes. Yeah. So what do you think of the new titles? Actually, every title changed hands besides the women's Raw. Not the cruiserweight. Oh, and the cruiserweight. Every title on the main show. Not the Intercontinental. Main oh, show. That was the main show, yeah. Main show. Everyone on the main show did change hands. So, what do you think of the new titles, though? I I think they're fine. I didn't. I, I don't mean, understand. Like, I guess the women's championship is now basically the NXT championship, except instead of gold NXT letters, it's silver, and it says women's champion. Also, I mean, I just I don't uh, I don't get it. They look like X division championships, like even more so now. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think they're they look really nice. I think I, I like the tag team championship the most. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the old one. I like the old NXT championship. Uh, the old NXT tag team championships. The old mm. NXT title was like super weird. Super. I was gonna say super indie, but because it, it like it, it looked like a cardboard belt, but like the strap was gigantic. 
It was just a giant X with like small N and, and T to the side of it. Uh huh. So it was like that. It, like it looked like, like maybe they were trying to do like what they what they like. Back in the days of WWWF, where like it used to be like a weird shaped belt. Before, what do you mean? I mean, even up to like the Hulk Hogan era, like the the titles back in the day used to be like oddly shaped. Now you have like set like a set shape for a title for the most part with WWE. Uh huh. Back in the day, it was like super a super weird shape, and like it was like that first NXT Championship was a super weird shape. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, but they announced NXT TakeOver Chicago, so that'll be taking place before before Backlash in May. I anticipate so many CM Punk chants. Maybe. Maybe the fans will be more respectful? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, look at that. There's already spoilers as to who's facing who for what. What would you do? I wish I didn't click if, into that. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I, I said I wish I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually intend to click into that. But yeah. Oh, uh, so now you're spoiled. Yeah, but whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I. What would you do if CM Punk returned to NXT in Chicago? I'd be all for it. All for it in the fact that I wanted Randy Orton to go down to NXT to like build up the brand. Mm-hmm. But no, that clearly didn't happen and probably will never happen. I wouldn't mind it either. I mean, I think that NXT is a place where maybe CM Punk wanted to be. Like how you, like with Johnny Gargano and these indie guys, you know, that he, or he is friends with you. Like, I could see that happening and I could see that being big. Uh, maybe I can't see that happening. I would like that to happen, though. <laughs> so, moving on to Sunday, WrestleMania. Nice heat. Oh. No, WrestleMania, which I wish they would bring back for instances like WrestleMania. Or Super Bowl. But uh, WrestleMania 33 took place at Camping World Stadium, the former uh, Orlando Citrus Bowl. And uh, they broke records here. Did you know they did not call it that at all? They didn't call it a Camping World Stadium at all. Yeah, apparently Vince McMahon tossed it out there to everyone that they wanted it to be called the Citrus Bowl uh, Stadium. Which makes, I mean, like, as a sponsor, I think I'd be pissed off. Oh, me too. So at (laughs) no time during WrestleMania did they ever call it Camping Ground Stadium. But I have a feeling that come Monday... I don't see them saying, ladies and gentlemen, we're here Monday Night Raw, live at the NYCB Theater at Nassau Coliseum or whatever it's called. Yeah, I could see them just saying Nassau Coliseum. They're just going to say, we're back after two years from the Nassau Coliseum live on Long Island or live in Long Island. Something (laughs) like that. We should, like, will. It's not going to happen. I mean, they're going to say in. If they say yeah. in or on, it's going to be in. It's not going to be on. Yeah. But man, well, oh man, who the hell thought we were going to be sitting here for seven hours watching <laughs> WrestleMania? I was entertained the entire time. I'm uh, not going to, I mean, I wouldn't say the whole time. Actually, 
there was uh, two matches or two or three matches that I did fall out of, or four. Oh Man, four matches I fell out. Hours, like it's an event. Like if I was there, it's like yeah, okay, I'm all for history. I'm all for breaking WrestleMania history. This was definitely a hundred percent the longest WrestleMania in history. Had to have been. From start to finish, with all the with the kickoff show and everything, even yeah. without the kickoff show, it was the longest. Yeah, it that it was. Um, all right, so WrestleMania 33 kickoff show. Uh, I just want to say before we start with the kickoff show, next year in New Orleans, we're we're free. Yeah, we could definitely. Uh, we're free for, for you guys to like. We'll dress up in tuxedos and stuff. We'll dress up as gimmick characters, whatever you want. We'll say we'll say your lines. We'll be like, and now we're we're with the fans in the crowd. I mean, we can definitely do a better job than Peter Rosenberg. Well, I'm not gonna call people out, but dude, why not? You do off the air. <laughs> I'm not gonna call people out. Um, I mean, on Twitter, I do it too. Yeah, you yeah, you might as well. Peter Rosenberg is not deserving of being on on WWE period. But more so WrestleMania. I like Who Sam. Who is he? I like Sam. Sam is cool, but Peter Rosenberg? Really? Come on WWE. Cut that out. And he has a cut WWE network out. show too. Yeah, cut it out. He should not be on there. He is just an uber mark, and I don't even think he's that good. It's just – and it's funny because like, I thought it was, like, only me that felt that way. Uh-huh. But, like, my friend always listens to him on Michael K's show, I think it is. And there are people that call up and, like, trash Pete Rosenberg to his he's, ear. He's not good. And it's like some people really hate him and some people like him. I think he comes but, off as so arrogant. But he, and, he rubbed us the wrong way. We'll say that 100%. He rubbed us yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, he just comes off as arrogant. And I, I, the one thing that I always – I was cringing at was whenever he referred to the fans in the audience. What was he saying? He was saying like we or – he was I, like – incor- He was like including himself with the fans, like the marks, you know? And I was just like, ah, what are you doing? But Sam Roberts Roberts is cool. He was always uh, highly respectful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Peter Rosenberg, if you want to hire us to be on the radio and stuff like that. If you want to hire us to get your coffee and (laughs) and (laughs) a la Holy Foley, we'll do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it's funny because Sam did the NXT TakeOver kickoff panel also. So he, he was chilling with uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And I forget which one of them, but, like, they touched his hair. It was like, I thought it was so funny. What hair? On Sam Sam Roberts. Oh, Sam Roberts. I yeah, thought you were talking Rosenberg. about Peter Rosenberg. No. But, yeah, back to WrestleMania. The kickoff show opened the show with a rather long match. Surprisingly long match for uh, the Cruiserweight Championship between the champion, retaining champion, Neville, defeating uh, Austin Aries. Uh, This is a Um, fantastic way to kick off WrestleMania, and I thought 
it was going to be only in front of like 75% of the crowd or 25% of the crowd. There was a, a lot of people inside the stadium already for this. I was really happy to see that too. That they had everyone there. And I love the fact that they they did they played up with the orbital bone and everything in this match with the with Neville finger poking Aries or, or gouging his eyes. I thought it was great. Yeah. And it ends, Neville ends it. I thought that there was one part where I thought for sure that Austin Aries and the crowd Austin Aries was gonna win and then he just eye gouged him. Yeah. And it was perfect. He did it right right in front of the referee too. Like to the point where just total heel. And everyone knows the injury that Austin Aries had with this eye from Nakamura. He had an orbital fracture. But it was I thought it was all awesome. Yeah. Alright. Next up you had the Andre the Giant Battle Royal taking place. It featured a ton of wrestlers, such as uh, Mojo Raleigh, Braun Strowman, Big Show, Killin- uh, they had Killian Dane from NXT. You also had Ginger Tien Bing was in it from NXT as well. Yep. Uh, Sami Zayn, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, and so many more. Which I think Do that, think- I have to say that I think that is the first Chinese superstar to ever perform at WrestleMania. Yeah, that is a fact. Do you think that Killian Dane, they should have had an NXT Battle Royal for him to enter. No, I don't know. I don't know why they like chose the two that they chose. But I mean, I I guess they wanted to break another record by having a first ever Chinese competitor. I didn't understand that really because when he, I didn't I, I didn't like the fact that they did it just because he was Chinese. That's what I'm and assuming. Let's face, at least. It, let's face it; that was the only reason that they did it. Um, and then it, it's weird, like they were like announcing people, like they announced, like oh, exclusive breaking news: Mark Henry's in this match and stuff. But like we already saw the graphic that showed Mark Henry was in the match and showed everybody in the match. Yeah, and it's like well, this besides Killer Nate, it's like really. such a shame. And and Tian Bing. Yeah, but it's such a shame for like this is where your tag team champions were for SmackDown. I, yeah. There was definitely... Oh, just to, just to add, guess where Alpha, American Alpha was on uh, the tag, the, well, not the tag team champions, that's Usos. Smackdown Uso. after. Yeah, they were at the pre, back on the pre-show. And they were, yeah, well, the Usos, they're the tag team champions. Yeah, Usos, Usos are the, Usos forgot. were on the, on Talking Smack at least, but. Yeah, uh, but this match, I thought it was good. It was a little bit. It's, uh, I I mean, they teased Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. They teased Braun Strowman versus Big Show. Which makes no sense to me that they teased Big Show versus Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's not like... Nothing happened. No, yeah. I was hoping for more surprise entrance, but that wasn't the case. Last year we had Tatanka, we had DDP. Well, I'm fine with... The no, not that many surprise entrants. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with this as well. Uh, I guess the the. I biggest, mean, realistically, I huh? I was gonna say. Well, first, before I even say the biggest spot of the night. Um, well, yeah. Before you say that, I am fine with everybody that was entered into this. Besides the fact that the tag team champions weren't used, outside of the tag team championship scene being tossed into this 
uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I thought the Battle Royal was fine. I am okay. I At first, I was really furious that Braun Strowman was eliminated so soon and early. Same thing with Big Show, especially after Monday Night Raw. But everyone did team up to eliminate them. I can I can cope with the fact that Braun Strowman didn't go all the way or at least to the Final Four. I can cope it just for the plain fact that I w- it was unpredictable and I did not see that coming at all. And for that, I appreciate so much because it's very rare in pro wrestling when you and I have no we, – we're able to – Almost predict uh, upcoming things with match-wise, almost. But during the Battle Royal, we thought for sure this was going to happen with Big Show Zane. I mean, who, uh, who did I – we picked – I picked Sami Zayn to win, no? Uh, you picked – hold on. Yeah, we both picked Sami, Sami Zayn to win. And Erica picked uh, Braun Strowman. So. And, and I forgot who – I think Chris – I think Chris picked Mojo. I have to look at his text, but I think Chris picked Mojo, and I have no clue why. So uh, one of my favorite things that came out of – well, two of my favorite things, I should say, that came out of this match, one being Kalisto's mask, I thought was super cool. Yeah, who is, who, and who did it again? I don't, the, the, the special effects guy. I don't know his name. Um, Tony. Uh, what is it? Is it Tony. Uh, to, uh, Savani, Savani, uh, yeah, you got the name, you got the, yeah, it's Savini, yeah, Savini, so I like that, and there was a few other and he's, people, and also. he's a very, very famous special, uh, direct, uh, effects director, I mean, he's done, a few other the, people worked on the mask as well, but he was the main guy, I guess, yeah, but he's done, like, Light of the Living Dead and everything, he also did, uh, one of, I think the Terminator outfit for Triple H, Tom Savini. Almost positive he did Triple H's attire. And then the other thing that I popped for, um, Goldust. Are you kidding me? Goldust in full classic gear. Yeah. And classic face paint. That was like the coolest thing. I thought that was cool. That was really cool. But uh, it came down to. Jinder Mahal, it came down to Killian Dane, it came down to Mojo Rawley, and Jinder Mahal got out, went out of the ring, got in the face of Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots, yeah. and threw, took his, took his water, drank his water, let it go all over his body, and then threw the water cup at him. Yeah, it was funny. At one point, I thought for sure he was going to spit his water all over him, but Jinder Mahal was just like, maybe that's not a good idea, and didn't. Yeah, so Gronk got pissed. He takes off his shirt. Well, he starts hulking up first. Then he takes off his shirt or whatever, hops the barricade. Security guard, boom, right away. Which I – come on now. You have to give that – right? For everything that has went on with people jumping the barricades and whatnot – you have to give um, that security guard so much credit for jumping right in there so quickly. Yeah, and then, I know that's just funny because Gronk was like, "What? What the hell?" Like he looked puzzled. Yeah, he was so confu- he was so confused. And then all the referees ran over and they're like, "Hey, Mizark, you're being wizarded." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and they they let. But it was just so weird because like that was like 
so confusing because then they let him actually go into the ring and do it. He did the three-point stance, knocked over knocked over Jinder, and then eventually Mojo Rawley picked up the victory, won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which was very shocking. Yeah. Uh, the internet rumors that were buzzing that I that I said, like, should I tell you what I heard? Uh-huh. And you didn't want to know because it didn't involve anyone in the match. Yeah. It was... For what I don't know how or why it got started, but there were a bunch of people on Twitter saying Ryder was coming back to win it. I was like, I don't see it happening. You know, at one point, I did. It's like you never know. I did. I didn't. I did not think that he wasn't going to join. You know, I there was always that little glimmer, like glimpse of hope that I thought maybe he will return at WrestleMania and win it, but. On the other hand, and thank you for not telling me that because if that did happen, I would have flipped out. <laughs> oh, and I just looked it up. Um, uh, Tom Sav- uh, Savini, he did uh, Stephanie McMahon's mask, WrestleMania oh. 32. And then he probably also did uh, Triple for, H. I, I, don't, I don't get – I didn't get that entrance. <laughs> oh, I'll get to that later though. Oh, that entrance. No, well, this the one with Stephanie McMahon last year, like, oh my oh, husband I, is great or whatever she I, said. Yeah, he did the uh the Triple H one too. Yeah, but overall the, that entrance for this year too? Come on. Yeah. All right. So after but, after the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, we had Oh, the, are Are you okay with that with Braun? Do mean Mojo? No, 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 with Braun being eliminated, like, really not involved with that final four. He got he got eliminated, and I was like, oh, this just means we'll see him later on in the night during the match that he should have been in from the start. And unfortunately, he did not even do that. Which, in the same I'll get to it later. But are you fine with him being eliminated this way? I don't, I mean, if he wasn't going to win it, then, it, yeah, it's fine. Okay, because I know at first you uh, you were really annoyed. I think it's right still, it, to me, it still it? makes no sense. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense to me that you build up Big Show so much, even though it was the same build that WrestleMania had with Big Show and Braun, and it was pretty much the similar fashion where you both built of that- Strowman up in two different storylines, and he didn't even he barely did anything in one storyline, and the other one didn't do anything. Yeah, not even a, an appearance. But after this match, we had an hour left until WrestleMania was supposed to start. Uh, the women's match, the SmackDown, which then apparently they announced was a six-pack challenge. I did not hear that on SmackDown last week. Yeah, I think that they I didn't hear that once. Did. I didn't hear that at all, but people were telling me that they did. Yeah. but uh, Which was super disappointing. That's all right. But uh, that got moved to the main show. And they were now, left with. I don't. Hour. I don't even think they knew where that was. No, because it seemed like at one point they were just going to get cut. Well, I didn't. I didn't show. think that. You just didn't think they were going after eleven, which they ended up going till twelve. I do. They usually go until twelve. No, somebody? that's what I'm saying. It normally goes to like right ten forty five, eleven. Not, yeah, that, not twelve ten. No, that threw me off. But they ended up moving the Intercontinental Championship match to the to the to the kickoff show where Dean Ambrose, for whatever reason, retained the title and defeated Baron Corbin. This was knife jab, pissed me off, makes no sense. 
there, uh, we'll talk about it later, but their SmackDown match was a lot better, and I feel like that is what it should have been. Which, you couldn't even have that, because you had, it's just, WrestleMania was stupid. There was a bunch of stupid things, because, yes, it's exactly what should have been on WrestleMania, um, but if you had a street fight, how do you have a non-sanctioned match between Triple H and, and Seth Rollins? How do you not have whatever, all of a sudden, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns is a no-holds-barred match. How do you have that? Well, what, I don't understand your problem. You'd have three street fights in the same card. Well, they're different names. They're not all... It's the same exact match. Um, I'm okay no, with it. No, it's this. the same exact match, though. Yes, but I'm, I'm okay with that. So, Ambrose retained stupid... Dumb. Yes, Shouldn't that I think I, I think Baron Corbin should have definitely picked up the victory over Dean Ambrose. Uh, if there was going to be a night, it should have been that night, especially on the pre-card. I think that it should. I think it should have happened. Yeah, but WrestleMania kicks off with I think my match of the night. What I think is the match of the night: uh, AJ Styles defeating Shane McMahon. This was a shocker. You of have a match. to eat some crow, huh? Yeah, I I take I can't take what I said back. But no pun intended. This match was phenomenal. I accept defeat. I thought this match was gonna stink. I, but don't get me wrong. I'm still disappointed that he was not in the WWE Championship scene, which he should have been. Same as Luke Harper, who did nothing really in the Memorial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did yeah, get a few. No, he didn't do anything. No. Yeah, he was kind of. I mean, he did have an elimination or two, but he was just really there. Yeah, no big spots uh, featuring him. But this match, AJ versus uh, Shane McMahon. What about that? I, there are so many spots that I loved of this. The, when, gonna, I want to. A springboard four fifty that got reversed into. I was the about triangle to say. choke. Yeah, the, that four fifty off into the triangle choke was awesome, and then which that, then gets reversed. It, into a one-armed Styles Clash. Yes. It was perfect. I Once he hit that Styles Clash, I was just like, all right, match over. But, also, of course, I also cringed. I'm like, please land it. Don't tuck your neck. Don't tuck. Don't tuck your chin. But, yeah, don't tuck your chin. But it was really a great opener. The one thing I didn't like in this was the ref bump. I just – it was like he was out for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> never understand make- I it, never understand the referee bumps. You get tapped on the forehead and then you're out for 10, 15 minutes just so they could have that coast-to-coast <laughs> spot. Yeah, for Shane to go coast-to-coast, which uh, it worked. It worked. I, I, I thought that that first, the block of the coast-to-coast was awesome. Yeah. And then he went into, did actually did the coast-to-coast. I thought the, yeah. the, the use of the table was good. With yeah, the table getting, spot. Like, Tossed over it and then eventually doing the elbow drop and missing it. I mean, what what about that shooting star press? Which is funny because I don't know. Like that was like as soon as he went up to the top rope, I was like, oh snap, we're about to see Shane McMahon hit a shooting star press. And that's funny because I didn't think that at all when he went up to the turnbuckle. I and he pointed to the sky. Yeah, I thought he was about to do just a flying elbow. Yeah, like that Shane McMahon elbow that he does. But where where does he do the elbow from? It's like. Like he, he's done it from the top turnbuckle. I don't know. That's like the only thing that as soon as he went up to the top rope, I thought shooting star press from, 
I, I don't know how many other times we've seen it, but it was from uh, King of the Ring 2001 against Kurt Angle in that street fight. Wait, what's that? Like, that's where Shane McMahon hit the shooting, well, missed the shooting star press for, like, a prominent time that I remember. I don't know how many other times we've seen Shane do it. It's just that that's exactly what I, like, what I what reminded yeah. me of. We saw him uh, hit the angle slam in this match. Yeah, the angle slam. Which is, I mean, part I mean, of his moveset, but. There's just a lot to take away from this. Are you surprised that Mean Street Posse didn't get involved? I was. I, would, I really, I thought at least we'd see Pete Gas there because we've seen. Yeah, a Pete, lot of people were. We've seen Pete Gas with Shane McMahon quite a few times since uh, since Shane came back off I mean, camera. Even at, even at WWE events. Yeah, that's what all that's well, house shows. That's what I was saying, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought but, the um, the float over DDT that he caught. Yeah, the DDT reversal for the, the phenomenal forearm for DDT. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, and I gotta agree. I think this may be. Uh, let me just double check before I say it. Were you surprised that there was no Bronco Buster? Yeah, I would say that this is match of the night. Were you surprised that there was no Bronco Buster? Uh, nah. That I'm not surprised with. Next up was Kevin Owens picking up the victory over the United States champion Y2J. Um, this happened with, uh, there was so much, but. I was disappointed big, with the ending. I was too, but I did really like the spot where uh, Y2J hit the code breaker and with the pin. Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens put one finger on the rope. Yes, one knuckle. One knuckle. I good. thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Um, I thought the cannonball from the outside, from the ring apron to the outside was good. Yep. Um, and then it, the, the pop-up powerbomb on the ring apron, he moves him back into the ring, one, two, three. I thought there was going to be another move in there. but I, I agree. Was I would have liked like, to have seen a pop-up powerbomb. And then come into the ring, do another pop-up powerbomb, and then win the match. Yeah. But I guess, how could you do that with what they did on Monday Night Raw? So, I mean, I don't know. Something just lacked with this. It was good, but it wasn't great. So it was the, good, but it wasn't... The new and, United States champion, though, is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Which is um, nice. Yeah. Up next, we had a fatal four-way elimination match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. This match lacked to me also. I did I liked the fact that they that they had Bailey teaming up with Charlotte and Sasha to, to take yeah, down Nia Jax. I, I like I that triple don't understand spot. the the shield powerbomb spot, let's say. I don't understand why they did not mention the horse women. If that's like so prominent in their career. Yeah. How did like they're teaming the three of them, three of the four are teaming up to face somebody at WrestleMania. How does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I agree. First person out was Nia Jax. Um, which I really, I really, really wish this was not an elimination match. Why? I just, it just, everything seemed rushed. All the the outcomes seemed so rushed. It's like, Charlotte didn't even take off the turnbuckle pad fully. Sasha Banks hits her head, then she's out. 
and it comes mm-hmm. down to Bailey, and it comes down to Charlotte, which I thought should have. I mean, for the whole storyline factor of oh, I'm Charlotte Flair, I don't lose on pay per view. She has one loss on pay per view, whatever it's to Bailey. Um, so yes, I get that in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to prove myself better than Bailey and I'm going to defeat her. I'm going to be the last person out. I think it should have been Sasha Banks versus Bailey last. I agree. But they're probably going to be saving that for SummerSlam at Barclays Center. I would why? Why? Uh, why, like, why would, do you think that they would be saving it for that? Save, save one-on-one for Barclays. Just because that's where... Oh, yeah, the NXT and stuff. The national crowd, NXT TakeOver. That's true. Debut. So, that is very true. But, uh, yeah, so Bailey is still the women's champion. Which, I when it came down to Charlotte and Bailey, I was like, no. God, no. Don't do that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Charlotte walking out as champion. Um, I'm happy that was not the outcome. I agree. I really think that I really wanted it to be Sasha versus um, whoever it is, Bailey. Bailey. And I'm also kind of like, I didn't need Bailey to win. Like, I wasn't rooting well, for you, her. You pick, first, you pick Sasha Banks, right? Yeah, so. you pick Bailey. Yeah. I mean, but I, I just didn't I didn't care at all during this match. And then with with I mean, before the match even uh, Sasha's entrance, I was kind of I thought it'd be I mean, she, she came she was driven down to the ring. I didn't get it, but I thought it would be cool if it was like a pink Cadillac and DDP did it, which would make even more no sense. That would other been than funny. the fact that that was his WrestleMania debut. That would have been funny if he did that. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Bailey almost tripped on her, on her wacky, wavy, inflatable person. Really? Yeah, she slipped on it. The thing was deflated. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> was that your issue? Oh no! Which Don't we're, slip, six, Bailey. we're six matches into WrestleMania. We didn't even mention the eighty-yard entrance ramp. Oh man, eighty that yards. That's that's more than half of. That's more than 75% of the football fields. 80 yeah. yards of an entrance ramp. That is insane. That's a that's the reason why Undertaker entered at halfway. Big Show walked the full thing, though. Props to Big Show. I would have been so pissed if I had a So then please that. tell me, why didn't that happen at WrestleMania, at Royal Rumble? Why what? Why Royal Rumble, everyone had to be carded maybe, down. Maybe because that was like, that, that kind of, I think that has a turn to it. So I don't know. They just wanted like, I don't know, maybe they wanted it to like get out faster. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe uh, they just didn't need it. They were, they knew they were going five plus hours. That's true. Seven plus hours, really. Well, next up, you had Gallows and Anderson defending against Cesaro, Sheamus, and Cass and Enzo. But, but, hold on. New Day ends up coming out saying that they have declared this match. No, they they said they got word. Yeah, they got word that this is now a fatal four-way match. And when they first announced it, I thought they were going to say it was the Revival. 
making their main roster debuts at WrestleMania. I was so pumped for that. But uh, I think probably the spot of the night, the, the, the markout moment of the night, they added the Hardy Boys. Which the crowd went nuts for. I went nuts for. Did you go nuts Tons for? Tons of delete chant. My mouth was wide open. I didn't believe. Like, it was like, because I, I, I would not have assumed that the Hardy Boys were going to be at WrestleMania. That, to me, would have never made sense at all. When they announced the fourth team, I was like, oh, a Revival. I'm hoping it's a revival. Never would I have thought the Hardy Boys. I did. They make it a ladder match. Dumb, right? (laughs) I did think that. I did think maybe Hardy Boys, but I thought it was going to be New Day because of the way that they started walking down to the ramp, down the ramp a little bit. They were in the wrestling gear already. I thought for sure they were going to be entered into it. Which it's just, it's first of all, that's also, it's crazy because the Hardys were just the night before in a ladder match, a, a grueling ladder match against, uh, against the, the young bucks. Yeah. So it's like props to them. Uh, this match was super short though, for a tag team title match. In my opinion, at least they got a lot of stuff in, in it though. They jam packed a lot, which they said that the Hardy boys were on a bus not many people backstage knew that they were there. That's pretty insane. So it makes me wonder, like, at what point during the night did Cesaro, Sheamus, Gallows, Anderson, and Enzo, and Cass find out that they're about to be wrestling the Hardy Boys? I think that's awesome. It's pretty so, insane. Yeah. But there were so many spots in this match that, like, I first of all, someone sets up two ladders going from the ring to the barricade. And I love the fact that Enzo, they did like the, the toss cast, tossed him into, I think it was gallows over the two ladders. I thought that was cool. What is it? Yeah. I thought, I thought, I mean, it was vintage, uh, Hardy boys. You had the poetry motion whisper in the wind. I liked this, all the spots with big Cass's boot. Yeah. I, I have to say also, I like the bro kick. Jeff Hardy was about to do like a, I guess like a springboard to the outside to all the teams. Sheamus bro kicking him onto the teams. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I agree. I like I like the fact the part where Enzo stood on top of uh, I think it was Gallo's shoulders or someone's shoulders. Yeah, which is a bam roasted because he ended up hurting Anderson. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I thought Cesaro hurt his leg. He came. Yeah, he was still in the ladder, and he. Huh? I still didn't see that. Yeah, and he fell, and his leg went like through the bottom ring of uh, rung of a ladder, and it kind of tilted and clipped his leg. And I thought for sure it broke or something. Um, I thought it was also good that Cass like shuffled Enzo up the ladder, if that's the right word. I don't think it is, but scuffled him up the ladder. Yeah. And uh, he got taken out, but Enzo was still up there. But he didn't win. No. So in hindsight, would you have liked, I mean, still would you have liked for Enzo and Cass to have won this, or did the right team win? The right team won because of their addition to it, but if they weren't added, I still wanted Cass and Enzo. Yeah. 
Like if if New Day, if anybody else, like if New Day was added, I wanted Cass and Len- Enzo. Yeah. Jeff Hardy put uh, Cesaro through the ladder. And I guess yeah, Sheamus jumping was, off the fourteen foot ladder. Sheamus was probably supposed to go off. It's fourteen feet. Is that is it fourteen feet? That's what Jeff Hardy said on in their backstage uh, interview. I have to assume it's a way bigger ladder than fourteen feet. Yeah, he said fourteen. It looked. I mean, it looked like it was the height of a Hell in a Cell. So maybe it was fourteen. I don't know, but it looked a lot taller. But yeah, this they they put on a damn good match. All all four all four of these teams did. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It was a lot of fun to watch. Up next was for me one of the most disappointing things of the night because it was the match I was most looking forward to. Um, John Cena teaming up with Nikki Bella defeating Miz and Maurice. Nothing, nothing, it's like nothing happened in this match. No, the best part of it was Miz being a puppet master to the crowd. Yeah, that's like, I just like, I still have like no words. Like I wanted to see this match. It was, it was as if they had the match. It was just like SmackDown. Where were they, where they wrestled, um, I don't know. What, what, who, who did they tag up to face on SmackDown? Ellsworth and uh, and Carmella. It yeah. felt like it was the same exact match, except I, afterwards. It, yeah, I would have never expected this. I don't know why anyone should have. I don't know why Las Vegas had betting odds on it. I still don't get it. Um, John Cena proposed to Nikki, and she said yes. I don't know. <laughs> we probably I didn't need to say that, but. That's just like that's super weird. That's like that's your WrestleMania moment. Is you getting proposed to? I thought it was. Is it weird that he told her while she was passed out or whatever? Like going, I don't, like I don't she, necessarily think that's weird. Um, and she wasn't passed out. She was up. She just you can't remember that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think it's endearing. But congratulations to John Cena and Nikki Bella for getting engaged at WrestleMania. That that rock was insane. <laughs> that that ring was gigantic. Uh yeah. I agree. There's not really well, I guess spoiler, no reason to watch Total Bellas now or whatever it is. You know the season finale? The season proposal. Finale. Well, when that happens, yeah. If it happens, who knows when it's gonna? I mean, I'm. It has to be on there. Yeah. But you didn't. You didn't cry. I heard. You, I'm pretty sure you cried. I cried more for this than I did for the Undertaker. Did Erica cry during this? I don't know. No, no. But she did predict it on that little sheet. She did write down that Nikki was gonna propose. Uh, Cena was gonna propose. And it's like, did any part of you think, like, anything else was going to happen with that proposal? Like, what do you mean? Like a heel turn or anything? Like, no. any yeah. slight insight? I, I want you to propose to you. Dude, that was, like, a slight thing inside of me. I was like... Did they call out Brie Bella? Well, not, not call out Brie. She's, like, she's about to give birth. She wasn't even there. That's true. But I thought, like, maybe for a second, like, he gets down on one knee, whatever, he opens up the, the or goes to open the, bo- the the jewelry box and it's empty. 
That would be funny. Like, uh, uh, yeah, that would be funny. Totally wrong. But, and mean. But I wouldn't laugh. Would you? No, I don't know. But, but that didn't happen. And, uh, yeah, so they got engaged at WrestleMania. Up next, you had the non-sanctioned match. Seth Which, Rollins. Which, oh yeah, I, yep. For some reason, I was looking at another match. Yeah. So Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Triple H with Stephanie McMahon by his side. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought that the his entrance, Triple H's entrance. The, the the game promo for WWE 2K17 last year had police, all this police surrounding Goldberg, and then having him carted off in a, a police car with a huge motorcade, come to WrestleMania, Triple H has an entrance. Dumb. No, I don't, I don't under, I don't get it. And everybody was like, people are raving about it, like, po- like podcasters and radio hosts saying how great it was and stuff. But I also think that it was kind of kissing up to them. It was awful. I don't, yeah, I don't get it at all. I didn't get I, last year's entrance. I didn't get the the. I almost said RoboCop, but the Terminator entrance. I didn't get. Awful. I I'm not understanding these Triple H entrances, but. Yeah, so I like during this match though that they played up the knee with Seth Rollins. Um, I thought Stephanie McMahon was going to go through the table a lot earlier than she did. I thought the spot was good. I thought it was kind of corny the way that Triple H hit the ropes though. Yeah, I was disappointed because, first of all, I thought it would have been better had she gone through it earlier. As soon as they set up the table and nobody went through it. And I was like, okay, so that's where Stephanie McMahon is. She's going to go through that table. I and then they she gets up on the ring apron right there with she gets the she has a sledgehammer in her hand. Yeah. No, I, well she took the sledgehammer from uh from Rollins. Right. I thought that's right when that was gonna happen. like he was gonna like kick her or throw Triple H into her or something. I thought that was the end of the match. I that's why I thought Stephanie McMahon was going through the table right then and there. I didn't. I did didn't even happen. think she was going to go in it at that rate. I thought that Triple E was going to turn around and get hit with the pedigree, and that's it. No, I thought for sure she was going through, but she ended up going through. Uh, Seth Rollins hits basically what you could say is a, a sweet chin music to Triple H, and Triple H just like oh, and bounces on the rope, and she goes through, and then all of a sudden Triple H comes to and realizes what happened. That, to me, didn't make sense. And then he turns around, boom, pedigree. Yeah. What about I, the DDT through the, uh, not through the Japanese table? The commentary Japanese table not giving it giving way? Do, do you mean, was it German? No, the Japanese table. That's what it's called when the table doesn't break. Oh, I thought, well, because they actually have a Japanese commentary table. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Bachamania. That's what it's called when a table doesn't break. But, like, sometimes I question those tables, like, whether or not they, like, mean for it to not break and whatnot. So, 
But yeah, I mean, I thought overall, first of all, I have to say that I think WrestleMania ultimately ended after the Hardy Boys, after that that ladder match, because that like that took a lot out of everybody. I disagree with you. I don't think you disagree with me. What? I said I don't think you really disagree with me. I disagree with you because I think that the crowd and I was into this Rollins triple. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say that I un- ultimately I think that everything started dying down after that ladder match. However, I was gonna say Seth Rollins versus Triple H. I thought was a really good match. I thought it was a good match. Uh huh. But I was just not. I mean, I was, I don't know, what hour will be in already? I don't know. Maybe you're just tired out because I was into this. I'm not saying I wasn't. <laughs> well, that's what you're making it sound like. No, I'm just saying. Well, first of all, that match with John Cena, I think the Miz and Maurice could have easily won that match. And then you had Cena do his little five-knuckle shuffle and everything with Nikki Bella after the match. Where, like, Miz, Miz taunts... Miz and Maurice taunt John Cena and Nikki, and then John, like, swoop, scoop, they scoop them up, they hit the TKO, they or the Rack Attack 2.0, and they hit the the attitude adjustment, and then, Nikki, will you marry me? That that whole thing could have been like that. And then you get the one-up on Miz and just leave forever, or whatever, not forever, but for whenever you leave for. I... So that, I think, took a lot out of me because it was a disappointing match. I mean that took that ending took a little bit for me, but I was still engrossed in the Triple H Rollins match. The next match, I fell out completely. It made zero sense, man. This was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Randy Orton picking up the victory to be the new WWE champion. I think it was cool that they included the ring graphics with the 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 what are they? What was the first one? Uh, maggots. He had maggots, and you had earthworms, worms, and, and cockroaches. Then, and then the third one, they were roaches, which had zero effect on Randy Orton. Like every single, the, the other two times affected Randy Orton. And then the third one came and it literally, nothing, boom, RKO, one, two, three, end. It made no sense whatsoever. It seemed so rushed. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It was match. a 10, 10 minute match. It wasn't a bad match. It was just not... It just made no sense. It felt like it was just there. Yeah. It felt like it was just there. It had its good moments, but it just overall felt like it was just there. And it's so crazy because the next match, Brock Lesnar defeating Goldberg, was, I think, better than Bray Wyatt versus versus Randy Orton, which makes no sense. That should not have been the, the, the case. I agree. I think that this. I think Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg w- did exactly what it had to do, and I thought it was still, actually really good. I still have to say, super disappointing that this was a match in general, but it did exactly what it needed to. The the one spot that I'm going to complain about during this match was the barricade. Way I agree. Done, not necessary. I mean, you have you could say all right, ton of German suplexes. You had four spears during the match. Two jackhammers or one, whatever. But this match was actually good. It did what it had to do. Brock Lesnar picking up the victory. It, he kicked out of the jackhammer. It was better than WrestleMania 20. It was better than what was the Survivor Series. It was better than what they did at the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah. Yes, there was, was absolutely no reason for this match to be a match, but now, whatever. Now Brock Lesnar is the universal champion, and we have to deal with that. I'm fine with that. It's not necessary for me. I'm fine with that. Uh, although it gives time for more people to be on Monday Night Raw because Brock Lesnar is not showing up every week. So Exactly. Up next, everybody thought it was going to get cut because where the hell was it? A six-pack challenge for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Super disappointing that it wasn't the return of Eva Marie. Um, but Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Natalia, Becky Lynch, Mickey James to win the title back that she never lost. She had to give it up through the injury. This um, match was just a filler. Yeah, it was it was disappointing, but uh there I mean there was like some of it was cool. Like you yeah. had the one spot Naomi did the the sunset flip over Natalia and Becky Lynch and at the same time Natalia had a German suplex or was going yeah. for a German suplex on on Becky Lynch so they hit like a sunset flip powerbomb German suplex. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, what else though? I don't know. Uh, I liked, I liked Ellsworth getting into the ring, getting hit with the Exploder suplex. Yeah. Um, you can't, that's it. You're for, if you're going to keep on thinking this hard, you're going to be forcing. Yeah. I mean, nothing else is there. Natalia did the double sharpshooter, but it wasn't like, didn't, it was awful. Yeah. It didn't turn out how. The other ones in the past have turned out. She barely had it locked in. Other ones have been much better in the past, but yeah. So Naomi's champion. I'm still. I'm happy for her. I still. I'm still pumped that Naomi's champion. I think she's. She 100 percent deserves to be champion. I think all these women deserve it. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, all of them have long. uh, a long history with the DBS division. Women's division is not Becky Lynch. I mean, funny besides though, Carmella. It's funny, though, because this match, I think I liked better than the, the Raw women's match. The Raw women's match just, like, seemed to drag on, and it, like, it just, it didn't need to be an elimination match. This one, I, it just, like, it happened. I think there's no, like, me- very memorable spots from it, but I, I would have liked to have seen this match get more time than... Than not. This was like five, what was it, five minutes? I'm not too sure, but they did, it was a good match. It, it felt like a filler, but it was good for what it was. Yeah. Uh, then we came to the main event of WrestleMania, which kicked off at like 11.45-ish. 11.40-ish, which is just nuts because WrestleMania is normally like 40 minutes before that is normally over. But uh, Roman Reigns, the two and 23 and two. Yeah, picking up the victory over The Undertaker. Um, this match, there were good parts, there were low parts. I mean, I was, JR. Yes, good part. Jim Ross returned to WWE to call this match. Uh, I was surprised Undertaker didn't do any dives to the outside, but, like, I guess... He can't. Right. He needs surgery. Yeah, I mean, 
the guy's body, the way it is, he, he just can't do that stuff that he and once a, did. A lot of people, I think, were like complaining about this match. I thought this it was. I thought it was a very good match for what it was. For for Undertaker to be in the shape he's in, and I thought it's fine. I think people are not recognizing how uh, beaten up he is. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I absolutely, I liked, I really liked the ending of this match, where Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch, and then he hits like the super spear. He like runs the rope, runs the rope, runs the rope, spear. I thought that mm-hmm. was really good. Um, tons of kickouts, of choke slams, Superman punches, spears, tombstones, kickouts. It's like everything that this match should have been. Obviously, and it's crazy to to think that it's like since since WrestleMania twenty five, I think the Undertaker the quality not the I shouldn't say the quality but like I mean obviously he's getting up and up there in age, yeah. Which like that was eight years ago. It's been eight years since what I think is the best WrestleMania match of all time. That being Shawn Michaels versus eight years. Has it been 10 years? Now I don't even know. It was in 2007, I think. WrestleMania 25. So, uh, I think WrestleMania, I think that's the best WrestleMania match of all time is Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. But, uh, I mean, in- increasingly so, they've not, I, it's, it's, it, it had um, that was that's what I like. You, it's hard to live up to that match, is what I was trying to say. What I was struggling to say. I mean, but also I feel like you can't have that expectation. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's hard to live up to Shawn Michaels. Well, because that's what I'm like. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker two. I didn't like. Hmm. So he's just not what he what he was. Yeah. It was in two. It was 2009 that it that it that it took place. But for what this match was, I thought it was really good. And I think people are complaining for no reason. I think people are just complaining because they didn't want to see Undertaker lose to Roman Reigns. Which is, I I mean, another thing is that this is exactly what it should have been. Like, you you want to have Undertaker get to 25 matches in WrestleMania history? Brock Lesnar, there was absolutely no reason for that match at WrestleMania 30 to have been what it was. Uh, It did nothing. It only gave Paul Heyman a catchphrase. Yeah, did nothing for Brock Lesnar, um, and I think it would have been a well, lot. I it would have meant. I can't say that it didn't do it. Nothing for Brock Lesnar because it gave a, a huge catchphrase that lasted for even. I mean, it's going to yep. last. I mean, it's WrestleMania 34's main event probably. I mean, and back then I was not engrossed in that. We watched it together, and I didn't even watch it. It's um, right. I was upstairs, I think, playing yeah, video. You were, but so, you saw the end of the match. Yeah, but even still, I, it was just like Undertaker was in a much better shape here than he was with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, but even if he was in worse shape now, it was still this was a way better worked match than against Brock. There was no reason for Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. There was no reason for Brock Lesnar to win. This, I think, does something for Roman Reigns' career, at least. Yeah, it, you, you just built yourself one of the biggest heels. 
yeah, do something with it. And even even if he's not did. going to be heel, you still built up a hell of a ca- a hell of a character. So, I think that that works huge in Roman Reigns' favor. I I agree. I think it was great. And as we're going to talk about, because now let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. As we were just talking about with Roman Reigns, they I think they capitalized. Oh, we actually forgot the end of WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yeah. Undertaker, uh, Roman Reigns' music hits, whatever, he gets out of the ring, and then Undertaker's music hits, he's got his coat back on, his hat's back on, takes off his gloves, takes off his hat, his his coat, puts it in the middle of the ring, which is what boxers do to signify. Oh, boxers, wrestlers. Right, uh, like I've never actually seen a wrestler of significance do that, though. Rulon Gardner. Which is who? He beat uh, Alexander Karelin in the Olympics. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't. That's nobody to me. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> in like a recent Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I never seen a pro wrestler of any significance actually do that. But. Um, well, why would you? You don't even. You don't watch wrestling. What do you mean? Amateur I, wrestling. Right. That's what I'm saying. I've never. I'm, I'm talking about pro wrestling. I've never seen a pro wrestler do that of any significance. Like we've seen indie wrestlers do that, but like, like they're not famous we've or seen anything. Indie wrestlers do that? Yeah, a hundred percent. There's been like three or four or five indie wrestlers that I've seen pictures of them doing that. Which then they get blown up on that wrestling page. Yeah, because I don't know why they do that. But, yeah, so famous boxers, I guess other athletes, you said wrestlers do it also. But, uh, yeah, so I guess it signifies that Undertaker is retired. Um, And Monday Night Raw kicks off for five minutes, about five minutes of Undertaker chants. Of thank you, Taker chants, I should say. Yeah, I'm happy that they forgot the cameras were rolling. Uh, I I think it could have been accomplished within two minutes of that. I, I mean, it's not like we don't know what took place. Um, but Roman Reigns interrupted that, and then for maybe five more minutes, he said nothing. I thought it was yeah. perfect. He just let the fans boom. He holds the whole guy. Goes to sleep, I, fans I agree. boom even louder. And I when agree. he finally spoke, yeah, when he finally spoke, he goes, this is my yard now. And then that's it. I thought it was very well done. For I thought either what he did was great, what he could have also done was just put the mic down and walk out. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. I was just hoping for him to not say anything. Yeah, I was going back and forth with whether or not he was going to say something or not. But he did say something, and what he said was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was very, It was – I will – kudos to writing. Very good way to open up Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to piggyback on that – the Hardy Boys, their first defense in since what two thousand eight, maybe two thousand seven uh, even. Yeah, on on Monday Night Raw, defeating the club, uh, just like good old times, twist of fate, 
to a swanton. It's like as if it wasn't surreal enough to see the Hardys at WrestleMania. Now they're actually tag team champions and they're wrestling on Monday Night Raw. What year is it? Kringle's back, Hardy boys. It's like I'm so disappointed I'm not going on Monday. (laughs) It's like, oh, And it's going to be like, oh, man. Dude, it's everyone you'd possibly want to see from like current day wrestling will be there too. Yeah. But it's awesome. Like you said, Twist of Fate, Swanton Bomb combo. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, Neville. It's fun. Neville defeated Mustafa Ali, which I'm pissed off about. Not this match. I thought the match was good. Pissed off at the fans. I um, agree. There was a Because this ball. was a good match. Yes, but there was a beach ball being bumped around, which had everybody paying attention to that. Commentary even made mention of it, which I hated. And then uh, it was like beach ball mania chants and everything. I, I have to give one fan credit sitting dead center had a sign that said, sorry for the stupid chance or the dumb chance. That's, that's awesome. I didn't see that. Yeah. But I mean, the, the crowd didn't care. Mustafa Ali hits the springboard Spanish fly. Not, no reaction. Beach ball mania. I, I thought that was sick. I just felt I felt terrible for Neville and Mustafa Ali because that was a a really good match that the fans gave no crap about. You know what? Props to Mustafa Ali. That guy for night after Mania, he showed up uh, from that sea, the, the the Spanish Fly to the Tornado DDT that he performed. Yeah, uh, like he really. At first, I was just like. Okay, it's Mustafa Ali. I don't know him or anything like that. But after seeing this, I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you mean wow. you don't know him? Well, He's I don't been really used know. Used on Monday Night Raw for the past yeah, like, but I, three months. But I don't really know him. I don't pay attention that much. But after this match, I'm like, wow, maybe I should be pay- watching this guy more often and paying attention to these matches. Yeah. Like, I really thought he did a great job. Up next, a limousine pulled up, and out comes Vincent Kennedy McMahon, aka VKM. For those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon comes out to the arena, which I thought was funny. The fans chanting Roman sucks as if Vince actually cares. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> what? I, I thought, I, I thought he was actually coming out to thank the undertaker, but he announced the superstar shake up instead. I just, that's, I don't know because what he was saying, he goes, uh, everybody knows what happened. Uh, well, he didn't announce the shake up. Yes, he did. At this part? Well, he well, just well that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying, I, no, no, because he, he was going to, did he announce the GM? I no, thought he, he didn't just... announce the GM first. It was the shakeup first. He announced the shakeup, and then I, I thought he was also going to say thank you to The Undertaker, but then he goes ahead and mentions Stephanie McMahon, how she went to the table, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, a hilarious segment between the fans and Vince McMahon here. Because he's like, you know, all you guys are, you're cheering, blah, 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 and you shouldn't be cheering. She's seriously hurt. And then she get like, more and more cheers get louder and louder. Yeah. And then he announced uh, that Raw needs a new general manager because Stephanie's going to be out. Which Teddy Long comes out, and Vince is like, uh, Teddy, it's not you. He goes, oh, my bad, my bad. Leaves. I yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it would have been even more funny if more Hall of Famers came out or more people that, like, you wouldn't expect to be there. Like, Eric Bischoff was in town. Could have been him. 
other people, but, uh, and it was like, I thought it was like stupid that it was like kind of like drawn out here where it's like, oh, it's a WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, the Raw General Manager. Ladies and gentlemen, the new General Manager. Ladies and gentlemen, the WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle General Manager. Like, over and over again. Like, it, like at what point should you have stopped? Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand, like, the intro. It was just like, oh, this guy, Kurt Angle. Yeah, but uh, Angle came out. Everybody does the You Suck chant. They cheer in between, which I thought was awesome. And, uh... Angle goes, it's true, it's damn true, and left, that's it. But it's super awesome that he's back as general manager. Which, uh, I wonder how many people have been GM of SmackDown and Raw at the same, not the same time, but in general. Like, also. Because he was a SmackDown general manager. But up next, New Day came out, they cut a promo about WrestleMania. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston had New Day inspired or LOD inspired New Day pads, I guess you would say, where the the spikes were ice cream cones, which I thought was funny. But they issued an open challenge and out came the Revival. Revival came out. They knocked over the Popsicle. Which got like heat. and, And they stomped on it, too. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And then the revival went on to defeat New Day, uh, Big Big E and Xavier Woods teaming up, which I thought the the thing that led to the end of the match, Xavier Woods going for the honor roll, Dawson catches him midair, revival hit the shatter machine to win. I thought this was a good match. Uh, they, the crowd, what Kofi. do they chant for what with See, the with their theme song and so then yeah. during the. What? Say yeah. Say yeah. That's that's in the theme song. They, and they, they were chanting yeah. Oh. Which that doesn't normally happen. They were like, it says say yeah. And then the fans were like, yeah. So. But the fans were super happy to see it. They attacked Kofi Kingston. That went over. Um, Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. So. I'm happy Revival's up on Monday Night Raw. It's going to be awesome. Another, I, another reason why I wish I was going on Monday. Yeah, yeah, well, you can't. No. You can't. Um, I am looking forward to them being on Raw because I feel like I'm going to be exposed to them a lot more now. Because I'm more likely to watch them on Monday Night Raw than NXT. Right. Especially if you're covering all the podcasts. Even though I should watch all the product. No, it doesn't really always happen. Uh, next up, you had a little segment with Enzo and Cass and Kurt Angle backstage. Where Enzo and Cass were trying to get Angle to agree to them having um, a number one contendership match for the tag team titles. But that doesn't go as planned because he decides that it's going to be them taking on Cesaro and Sheamus for the number one contendership. Uh, that led into Sami Zayn coming in to talk to Kurt Angle. Not at that same point. But right after. Uh, no. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You got this a, one. a woman's yeah. match in yeah, there. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Bailey teaming up with Dana Brooke and Sasha Banks to defeat Charlotte, Nia Jax, and the returning Emma. 
which I want to say, firstly, it's awesome that Emma's back, finally. Uh, and then secondly, I, I, I can't believe Dana Brooke is a face. I just still can't believe that. She didn't even, she really yeah. didn't do anything in this match even. She, she should hit, go back she to NXT. The, she hit the wasteland on, on, I think it was Emma. I think she still needs some, uh, some yeah, tweaking man. to do. That's like, it was awesome to see Emma versus Bailey again. And I also, I thought Emma, she used uh, Bailey's ponytail outside the ring when she was in the tree of woe position to, to wrap it around the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. or the ring post, I should say. I thought that was great. Um, but man, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, Nia Jax still, I don't think should be up on the main roster yet. I still don't think Dana Brooks should be on the main roster. Yeah. And Charlotte is Charlotte. She hit that awesome moonsault, the, the corkscrew moonsault at WrestleMania. It's like the one thing I think she could do good is do well. <laughs> is yeah. the, the moonsaults that she does. But uh, when they actually turn out to be moonsaults. But after the match, um, the referee handed went to go hand Bailey the title. But Sasha took it from the ref's hands and then Bailey ripped it from her hands. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe they're still going to do some sort of heel turn there. I hope so. They've been teasing it for so long. This should have happened at WrestleMania. But again, like I said, maybe they're waiting to save that up for for. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. Um, Emma, I was surprised with. I like how she went on top of the commentators' table. Yeah, I like that part. Um, and afterwards, yeah. though, Charlotte started to yell and like push Nia Jax. And Emma Not also. really smart. Yeah, Nia Jax completely attacked Charlotte, and Emma, like, she go, I want no, no part of this. She backed off yeah. and left. Emma bailed. So I'm wondering where this is going to lead for with Nia Jax and Charlotte. Let's be realistic. I mean, right now it looks like it's going to get Charlotte out of the title scene. And it's going to focus on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Which and hopefully, is hopefully nice. Emma gets put in there, too, because... I can't see it. I was such a fan of their matches in NXT, so. I can't see Emma being tossed in there right now because the, I mean, maybe a short one with Bailey and Whoa. Emma where Sasha costs her a non-title match. And Something. Then becomes like, you, you gotta include Emma somewhere. So. I, I guess. But up next was when Sami Zayn was talking to Kurt Angle, talking his ear off, actually. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Kurt Angle was just like rolling his eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, we didn't even mention like earlier in the night he was unpacking. I think that's when Enzo and Cass came up to him. He was unpacking like GM stuff. Like he had his wig in there and like gold medals and stuff. The yeah. cowboy hat. I'm looking forward to see what his office looks like if he has one. I, that's the thing though. Like GMs don't really like, they don't have offices anymore. Like it's not like. Regal. GM offices of like yeah like William Regal had it Mick Foley had his like his setup like his his stand wherever he set it up and like boardrooms yeah. bathrooms and stuff that was funny so but like there's never like a, an actual office anymore no but uh, yeah so Angle put uh, Sami Zayn over and then Jinder Mahal cut off Sami Zayn yelled at him for cutting him him off Sami's like you cut me off. And then they got put into a match later on. 
What up next? And that, yeah, that led into the number one contendership match. Cesaro and no, Sheamus picked no, up. Up next, you had Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, hey. which was too long. And, and oh. Paul Heyman named a bunch of random people to face Brock Lesnar next. Then well, he mentioned, it's just like it's going to be Roman yeah, Reigns. He mentioned the two in 23 and 2. Yeah. So clearly we're going to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um, but Now, if Roman Reigns loses, what does it do? No, this is I, – that's also the thing. Like, clearly this seems to be like it's going to be a WrestleMania 34 main event, or it should be. But is that going to – like, are we going to see – are we going to see Brock Lesnar for champion for a year? No. Not with Balor returning. Not with anything that's going on. I how's do not Balor, see how's for Balor going to beat Brock Lesnar? I think that would be a good feud. How's anyone like going to beat Brock Lesnar? David versus Goliath. I think it would be good Balor versus Lesnar. I, I, would, I would actually want to see that. I just don't know who the next person... It's like the only person that could beat Brock Lesnar for the title is Reigns. That's the only person. So. That is true, but do you, you see him beat, beating him? Yeah. That's the only way it's going to become. That's the only way it's going to happen. Roman Reigns, they set him up with Undertaker. That needs to happen. If he doesn't beat Brock Lesnar, then that just cuts off Reigns. There's no reason for him to lose against Brock Lesnar. It's his yard. He is the person that is going to run the place. I'm. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm. I'm okay with it. I would be fine with that. But regardless, which is to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/mark now, Braun Strowman comes out, gets in the face of Brock Lesnar. Fans cheering, huge, loving it. Ends up Brock Lesnar puts the title. Puts it down, basically, as if they're about to have a title match. Strowman does what Strowman does. Backs off. Again. I don't know how that, that makes I, him look strong. I don't know how you think that makes him look strong always. I never did. You always said that. No, I never said it made him look strong, but I never but, said it made him look bad. And I think that makes him look terrible. You backed off from Undertaker. You backed off from Big Show. You backed off from, from Shawn Michaels. The thing that makes him look – I'm fine with from that. Brock Lesnar. I'm fine with that. The thing that he makes him look bad. Right there, then, right then and there to put on the title, it looked like. And then, oh. All right, but Braun wasn't ready. It's like the Rusev stuff. That's, it's exactly you know, like Rusev. Makes him look bad. He's supposed to be a monster of a person. Is it exactly like Rusev? No, completely different. How? Dude, he, Rusev would come out, challenge, and get in people's faces, and then just bail. It's exactly oh, what Rusev yeah. used to do. In that sense, yeah. Exactly which what Rusev also, used to do. Which is also like. Okay, yeah, so I'm I, not changing my opinion on this. No, you're not, but I am I am okay with this. But the thing I don't like is that it's not. It's never going anywhere. I'm okay with, okay, you want to go face-to-face with the Undertaker? Step back and keep that eye contact with him and step back until you're ready to. But that time where he's ready to step up to under to he should always instantly be ready. He's Braun Strowman. He's the beast. He's built up as a beast. He's built up as a monster, Braun Strowman, and he's never ready to face these these guys. It makes no sense. 
Do you know how over Braun Strowman would have been if he beat Brock Lesnar and won the championship on Monday Night Raw? Even if it was like a DQ or something and he ended up not being champion? I... Right now, they set it up that literally the only person now is is Roman Reigns that could beat Brock Lesnar for that title. Braun Strowman does nothing. He he just he always backs. I don't up. think they didn't set him up that he can't defeat him for the title. It just has a, a question mark that's there that should be answered, which probably won't be answered because they'll probably put him somewhere else. So, I mean, I'm fine with that because it leaves a question mark. But the thing is, they're not. They're never putting him. It's it's just like a run on sentence, you know. Yeah. There's no period. There's no finale to this. There's no conclusion. Whether it's Undertaker, Roman Reigns, uh, whatever his face is, Brock Lesnar, even Big Show, Big Show, because they didn't even really have that much of an altercation with this battle royal. I mean, there's always that setup, and then it just crumbles. I'm okay with the setup. I don't love the setup because I do like what you're putting out there. I do like it if Braun does attack, if he does stand up to them, and if like if he takes that choke slam from the Undertaker and then attacks him from behind, he gets up automatically because it's Braun Strowman. He's a uh, just a monster. But I'm okay with them. I'm I will accept the way that they're setting up. But the only problem is. It's not going anywhere. That's where I really get frustrated. But, yeah. Uh, next up, you had that match, the tag team match for the number one contendership. Cesaro and Sheamus picking up the victory over Enzo and Cass. Um, I, it was a fairly basic tag team match. I had I, to assume that the winners were going to be Enzo and Cass. Right, and I'm I hate. I I actually hate that we saw this match again because I feel like it's always happening for the number one contendership. Um, but this just makes me think that Enzo and Cass might be moving to SmackDown. It's unfortunate because they should be tag team champs. But that's what they can go to SmackDown and revitalize their tag team division and become champions. Revitalize the division. What is there to revitalize the division? There's- but there's not. But how can you revitalize a division that's not getting anything? That's exactly what you revitalize. But it's not the wrestlers. It's the writing. Right. So then you, they you go bring, over. You bring Enzo, over a tag team, and then you actually I'm sorry, do I don't something. Think this is, I'm sorry. I don't think this is going to do anything. You bring Enzo and Cass, and I don't trust the creative team to do anything. Well, you have to. They have to start doing something with that. I trusted, dude. We we thought they were going to do stuff with. Uh, American Alpha when they brought them up and had such hype with Randy Orton and Bray yeah, Wyatt. Well, and then well, Chad did get injured, so. But even still, I mean, bringing on Enzo, I actually fear them bringing over Enzo and Cass because I don't trust that SmackDown writing crew I to do anything with them. Don't think they're going to be the only tag team to go over. Um, no, even still, it's still creative over there. It's not the wrestlers, which I'm going to say they, over. On. When we speak about, sh- I'm going to speak about it more on the term when we speak when we speak about the shakeup. But well, it's, I'm not I- saying that it's the wrestlers that are doing it. I'm just saying that adding new people to a tag team division that's flailing I, is that's going to thing, revitalize it's something. It's not the wrestlers, but I'm not or saying the it's the wrestlers. Flailing. You're. It's I'm the not saying lines. that. Okay. But then, so if you shake up, shakeups mean new storylines. 
I don't. That's the thing I'm saying. I don't see any of that. I can't. You don't have a crystal ball. You're not looking into the future. You can't do it. You're gonna have to wait and see. You like completely like cut down my opinion because of a thing that you fear, which not might not even be true. I'm not cutting down your opinion or allowed to your opinion. But you like completely like threw me in a doghouse for saying what I said. No, you're not in a doghouse. I'm just saying that I don't think that it is. I think that it's just the creative over there. It's not. It's putting over a tag team over there. I just hope that they don't end up on in dark matches. Well, moving on from that to speak about the actual match, I think um, Sheamus hitting Cass uh, with the bro kick and then tossing Enzo onto Cesaro for an uppercut while they were going for the, the bada boom. Shakalaka was awesome. That, that ended the match. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Up I next, thought that was cool. Uh, up next, Sami Zayn defeated Jinder Mahal, which I completely forgot that this was going to be a match on Raw. Uh, and Jinder attacks Sami before the match, and like every single other Sami Zayn match, he gets up to have the match. Big whoop. Yeah. Up next, uh, earlier in the night, it was supposed to be Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho taking on Kevin Owens and and uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens took Chris Jericho out. So Balor, uh, yeah, well, that's a spoiler, whatever. Seth Rollins Rollins needed a partner. Uh, Kurt Angle said he'll find one, and it came out to be Finn Balor making his return. And the fans loved it. Yeah. Uh, Even before the match, though, with the, like, who will his partner be? The graphic is, I don't know why they always use Tyson Kidd's silhouette. Yeah, you told that to me too. That you mentioned which it's that. like, I mean, it's odd that they always use it, but even more so to do this in a match with Joe. <laughs> like what? But yeah, whatever. The match was whatever. It I, was it all did, right. It didn't really do anything for me. I liked more so Balor staring down Rollins after the match until Seth Rollins raised Balor's arm. Yeah, I thought that was a cool spot. That was yeah. nice right at the end. I I wasn't glued into this main event. Like I feel like I feel like in my opinion, the best match of the night, Neville versus Mustafa Ali. I think that was the best match on Raw. Mm, okay. Why would you disagree? Um I don't I think I don't know. I think revival I don't know. See that's like the thing, it's like just the the fact that Revival were back, I mean not back, were on the main roster. Yeah. So. But moving on to SmackDown for the very first time live after WrestleMania. Randy Orton opens the show. Bray Wyatt cuts him off and announces for his rematch it's going to be a House of Horrors match. Um, and then Bray Wyatt came out and attacked Randy Orton, Eric Rowan. And no one has any idea what a House of Horrors match entails. Which I'm hoping it's kind of, part of me is really actually hoping that it's like the Chamber of Horrors match from WCW. And and Randy Orton already accepted it. Yeah, Orton accepted the match. Eric Rowan made his return here and attacked Randy Orton, which I have to say he really slimmed down. 
Yeah, props to him. I mean, uh, then Luke Harper made the save for Randy Orton, which I really, really, really hope that Luke Harper is doing exactly what Randy Orton did to Bray Wyatt. The the whole like, oh, if you can't beat them, join them, and then yeah, when the time is right, screw them. Yeah, I'm really I, hoping that would be great. I really hope that's going to happen. Um, up next, though, we had Naomi defending the title against Alexa Bliss, successfully retaining it. I wanted so bad again for Eva Marie to come out after Naomi won, but I guess I mean, is it time to believe all these rumors? <laughs> I guess she might actually really be done with WWE. It's such a shame. Is it bad? Like, it's funny it's going from where shame, we were. Man. Like, where we were talking about her and bashing her and her wrestling abilities to being, like, disappointed that she may actually be done with yeah. WWE. I think and I have a feeling, like, the only reason why she's not, like, announced that she's done is Total Divas right now. That's, yeah, maybe. It's I think it, it is funny, though. Like, we completely turned our opinions on her. Now... When was the last time we were actually disappointed on a female wrestler being released? Or leaving the company? Like, actually disappointed. Like, I am actually really disappointed that she's going to be leaving. Yeah. I mean, kudos to her to rope us in, though. I mean, we were fully supportive of her. Kudos to that. Yeah. Uh, Up next, Kurt Hawkins made an open challenge and gave the person in the back to the count of ten. Poor choice of words. Ty Dillinger making his main roster debut, um, which just makes me hope that Kurt Hawkins next week says, he like, I'm I'm issuing an open challenge to anyone in the back because there ain't no stopping me. And then Shelton Benjamin comes out and defeats Kurt Hawkins. Please. Maybe. Shelton Benjamin's cleared to wrestle now. What happens if Kurt Angle's new gimmick is singing theme songs and they appear? You mean Kurt Hawkins? Yeah, what I say? Kurt Angle, I think. Oh, my bad. Yeah, what happens if he's like, I was driving my car the other day, and I was just, like, thinking, oh, radio, and then cue Zack Ryder's uh, return. I think mine is more realistic. Yeah, probably. But Ty Dillinger went on to defeat Kurt Hawkins. I thought it was a great debut for him. Um, Crowd loved it. It took so many years from OVW, from FCW, from uh, ECW. He he was released a bunch of times, maybe a few times in between there. Finally re-signing with NXT to to get this Ty Dillinger character and finally make it to the main roster. I think Hawkins was the perfect person to have against uh, Dillinger in his debut match. Agreed. It's just uh, awesome. And the crowd... Was so like they loved him. They loved Ty Dillinger. Kudos. This is why you follow your dreams. Like let Ty Dillinger be an example. Follow your dreams and never give up on those dreams because this guy, he has been battling for so so long for that one moment. And look at it now. He's probably one of the top ten most over people on the roster. Yeah. 
Up so. next, we saw a Total Bella segment featuring Miz and Maurice live in person, which was awesome. Uh, which I thought was hilarious because Cena's music hits and everyone boos because yeah. they thought it was Cena. As soon as that happened, I was like, "Relax, guys, it's not Cena." Really? Yeah. As soon I, as, I as soon it. as the music hit, I, I tweeted that out, and uh, yeah, so it was Miz dressed as Cena, but I think. While they were in the ring talking about, like, well, doing what they were doing, um, I think, do I say Nikki or Maurice? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say Maurice. Yeah, yeah, Maurice said, like, oh, like thank you, whatever. Like, they made mention of the ring. And uh, Otunga, I think it, yeah, it might have had to have been David Otunga said something like, oh, that, that must be a ring pop. And JBL goes, just because your wife had to buy her own. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Because, I mean, his wife is super famous. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. But uh, I think this puts Miz in a fantastic place. I I agree. I, I think that this entire segment was just a lot of fun. And I... Like, not even... I, not I, even, I don't like, hear everything that he's doing. Not even this segment, but, like, WrestleMania super over. Yeah. WrestleMania 27, I don't, I feel like they were both being booed. Fast forward to WrestleMania 30, 33, Miz getting cheered. So, we'll see. But as Miz was leaving the ring, the lights randomly go out. And Lee England Jr. appeared playing violin, which would only mean one thing. We knew it was him because we saw him at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Um, the debut. Of Nakamura. Shinsuke on SmackDown. Miz and Maurice disappeared, but Nakamura came out, went to the ring, said nothing. I don't think he needed to say anything. The fans did everything. Pandered to the crowd. They chanted his theme song with him. Well, not with him, but to him. It It was great. Yeah. It was just a great, fun moment. Um... And I'm excited. I mean, does this mean is this first feud going to be against the Miz? That's what it. Or was should, it? I mean, that's what it seems like it could be. I mean, in a dark match, they had Nakamura versus Ziggler after SmackDown. So, who knows? Yeah. Um, Up next, though. Yeah, Corbin. Taking up the victory over Dean Ambrose in Which, a non-title match. I have match. to say, first of all, non-title match, I was super happy that Corbin won because I thought it was a, a title match. I thought the title was on the line. It should have been. It's like, how did this not happen at WrestleMania? Yeah, it was a good match. This it was fun. This feud should have ended at WrestleMania. I just want to shake this off. I want this away. I want it away once Corbin wins. And it's like I hate it even... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It should have ended at WrestleMania with him winning. I hate when they say WrestleMania rematches too because then it's like it makes me think the title's on the line. There's no reason yeah. why this match was took place. There's no reason for it. Yeah, I agree. Up next, Shane McMahon came out, spoke about the superstar shakeup, led to AJ Styles coming out. Shane put him over. Shane shook his hand. AJ Styles said he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. He's SmackDown through and through. He He's the person that made SmackDown what it is today. And Shane McMahon pretty much agreed with him. Yeah. And I like, after they shook hands, AJ went to, like, turn around and, like, tease an attack on Shane. 
which Shane put put up his dukes right away, and then AJ just went right into his pose. Yeah, I really, really hope AJ Styles does not go to Monday Night Raw in the Superstar Shakeup. I, you know what? There's those rumors. AJ to Raw, Reigns to SmackDown. That's there's no way. That how are you gonna have Roman Reigns go to SmackDown? You know what? We bought it a few weeks ago. I now, but with Lesnar and Shane McMahon and everything that's going on, I hope not. I feel like now Reigns versus Lesnar, they have to be on the same uh, brand, right? Yeah. They have to be on the same brand after WrestleMania. They're, they are the two. Yeah. They're in a class of their own. Um, that's for sure. Not Ooh. many people will agree with them being on the same level, but they're in the same class now. Luke Harper and Randy Orton teamed up to defeat Eric Rowan and Bray Wyatt. I don't get why Randy Orton's champion. I don't understand why Randy Orton won this match. I don't understand why Eric Rowan returns with so much momentum and then loses. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. It's like something that always happens with Eric Rowan. It should should have been. Bray Wyatt was about to take the finish. He should have left the ring, but so should have Rowan. Or... It should have been a DQ or a no contest, yeah, a count play, out. Play mind games with him. It Do shouldn't something. have ended. Rowan people, should not have taken the pin. People were booing Randy Orton. How like that's your champion. That's your face champion. People are booing him. People are bored with Randy Orton. For whatever reason, children cheer Randy Orton. I don't understand it. I'm not going to understand it. He should have gone to NXT when he was out. Yeah, I I just don't really get the entire Rowan stuff. That 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 makes me more angry than anything that Rowan returns. And we watched those YouTube videos where it looked really cool. It was like, oh, he has like this horror uh, gimmick. But I mean, same old gimmick, but kind of a new attitude, a new different light of him. And he has the new mask and everything like that. But he picks up the he gets pinned right away did you know it was eric rowan when he attacked oh yeah orton yeah once you saw him get pulled out of the ring i knew it was rowan why you didn't i <laughs> part of me thought it was sawyer fulton because of the really? hair yeah i didn't understand it but <laughs> i was like okay if this is where they're going with it okay i i thought right away rowan and then I, and then like once i like saw more of it i was like oh wait it's clearly eric rowan Wait, you actually like this saw full frontal and you saw No, it wasn't it. full front. It was from behind. It was like a, a split second. I was like, is that Sawyer Fulton? That's funny. And I was ready ready to accept it right away. I, I would accept Fulton in the Wyatt family. No, no. Well, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. You just want to argue with me today. Yeah, I want to argue with you. Uh, see, right there, you're already doing Moving it. Moving on from SmackDown to 205 Live, just to do some quick things. Tazawa picked up a victory over Brian Kendrick and then gets on the microphone and goes, that's lesson number one. I thought that this was a good match, and I thought it was good to have as the 205 Live right after WrestleMania. Yeah, first ever, obviously, uh, which... This match, next match was kind of confusing. You had Rich Swan defeating Oni Lorkin. 
Um, they debuted Odie Lorcan. Like, we don't know if it's like a main roster debut or not because he had his NXT. Like, the screen was NXT. I would say that it was his 205 Live debut. But, like, main roster debut, I don't think it is. The 205 debut? I mean, not... 205 is main roster. Yeah, but it's not like... It's it's as if Tyson Kidd was teaming up with whoever to take on Sami Zayn and whatever that match. those When they did, like, those special NXT matches on Raw. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if Oni Larkin will continue to be on 205 Live or not. But yeah. after after Swan won, he revealed that he's been giving gifts to Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. So that's interesting. Really? That's it. You you're gonna say that's interesting? Yeah. Like what do you mean? That's interesting. Really? That wasn't that's predictable. Oh, well, you didn't see that coming? No, I mean, obviously it was Rich Swan sending the gifts, but... Oh, so what's interesting about it? I, that'll, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. <laughs> um, Moving on from David bullying me on the show. Wow, that really, I, I, do. I, really, I really called you out on that one. My bad. David bullying me. Uh, they had Trent right. Seven, Mark Andrews, Wolfgang, and Pete Dunn on the stage. And then they introduced the uh, United Kingdom champion, Tyler Bate, looking all disheveled and everything. Not like a champion. Not like that we saw him in the 205. Uh, the Disheveled? Yeah, he looks like a bum right now. What are you talking about? He's got a scruffy beard. He's got his hair's not even like done up how he was in the tournament. Oh, I know what you're talking about. He's not disheveled. But what? Not attire or anything like that, but he's no, his facial features. He's disheveled. He's disheveled. I see what you're talking about. Like that's not what the champion looked like when we saw him last. And now all of a sudden he looks like a bum. He looks like a bum. He's disheveled. They were like, they were like, get used to these names because we're having a weekly UK show coming to the WWE network. Which I'm looking forward to. That's just more wrestling you got to watch, though. So it's like uh, yeah, WWE is trying to rule the world, man. They're they trying. They're. Tr- I mean, they have. You know what? They have a hours? huge grip on it. There's an hour. There's so many hours of wrestling per week. That's just WWE. But yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I was kind of hoping that like they were gonna be on 205 Live, but I like it's funny because I was like, how is Wolfgang out there? For 205 Live. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so I guess Pete Dunn's not going to SmackDown. I mean, or at least not for now. Yeah. And Um, then finally they had a number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Kind of disappointed with the outcome, but Austin Aries defeated Jack Gallagher, TJ Perkins, and Mustafa Ali. Because we just saw it at the end of the line. Like we just saw Austin Aries as champion, uh, as number one contender. It's like, yes, I get it that you want, like, obviously the only person taking that title from Neville is Austin Aries, which I'm completely fine with, but we just saw it. You know what? I would have, I would have been okay with any of these competitors in this match winning. And I am okay with Austin Aries winning. Because I, I understand okay that TJP won. I swear I would not have been okay with that. Oh, yeah, no, I yes. wouldn't have been okay with TJP won. What? 
I wouldn't have been okay if TJP won. Yeah, so Gallagher or Ali. Yeah. Which I was, I mean, after that match on Monday Night Raw, I thought for sure it was going to be Ali. I, I didn't, I thought so too. I definitely didn't put it past that he could be champion after that, after that match. And 205 Live, 205 Live has me sitting here thinking, where the hell is Tajiri? He was Didn't he get injured? And he came back from injury. Yeah. And then disappeared. Where the hell's Tony Nice? I don't understand. Yeah. Tony Nice should have been in this match for no more yeah, 100%. But I guess it's like all faces. Uh, well, is Mustafa. Yeah. Even though Mustafa Ali debuted as like. Oh, you Americans just judge me for me being what I look like, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, they completely dropped that and then he was faced from then on. Yeah. And then what about Drew Gulak's involvement with Mustafa Ali? Well, I mean, he's it's not just Ali. It's, like, all of 205 Live. Yeah. So. What's your take on that? I'm fine with it. I think that Drew Gulak should have been included in some of these matches. But we haven't seen wrestling. him in a long He's time. not wrestling. He's doing that gimmick backstage. But, I mean, we've seen him wrestle, no? Yes, but as of now, you can't have a million and one people wrestling. Like, where's Grand Metallic? We were promised him. Where the heck we haven't. We? we haven't seen him, period, right? I don't know. Or we saw I him once. Maybe once, I don't know. <sighs> what was the point of having him in that main event if we've only seen him once? In what main event? Uh, the championship. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. You know? So, do you want to speak about the Superstar Shake-Up now? Or... Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Marking Out! Marking Out. Marking Out. Marking Out. Marking Out. Marking Out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode number 322 um, just want to make mention really quick, uh, this past week, Don Rickles passed away, um, which is so unfortunate. And yeah, he was, he's a, uh, legend of comedy. Yeah. One of my favorite comedians that I ever got a chance to see live. I wish I had the opportunity to meet him. Um, but yeah, if you don't know Don Rickles, look up his comedy. It's funny. It's look up, look up the Dean Martin roast. Yeah. The Dean Martin roast. Um, he used to, used to be like the only guy that could mess with Frank Sinatra. I mean, he also messed with the president yeah, of the United yes. States, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I mean, he was very good friends with him that he even roasted him at the, uh, inauguration, uh, ceremony. Yeah. I mean, all, every single talk show appearance that he's ever had on Conan, on Jimmy Fallon, um, Probably Seth Myers. You got uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, there's that there's that story that he always tells Carson. with Frank Sinatra, where he says how he's out to dinner with this woman or his wife, and he's like, "Hell yeah, no, I know Frank Sinatra." And Sinatra sitting on another table, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey Frank, do you think you could come over to to, to the table when you have a chance?" I- yeah. So he's eating his dinner with his with his. Uh, I don't know his- if it was his wife yet, or he was trying to like pick up women. Yeah, I think he was just trying to pick up this woman he was with, and he was just like, yeah, just come over to the table, say hello. 
So <laughs> I love table. I love this story. He's eating at the table, and then Frank Sinatra comes on over. Hey Don, it's it's good to see you. And Don's just like, can't you see we're eating here? Like, how can you just interrupt us our dinner like this? I I think that's hilarious. Yeah, so. especially to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, um, and if I mean our generation knows him more of the voice of Mr. Potato Head from all the Toy Story stuff he yeah he did the voice of that um he was politically correctness was not ever in his uh routine yeah he always pushed the boundaries and made sure to make fun of every single race religion anything out there but it was all out of love and it was not out of hate or a bad place it was all out of love and kindness, and I, I wish I had the chance to meet him. I mean, like like Brandon was saying, he I love his comedy and watching Dean Martin roast and stuff like that. He just seems like a genuine, like a good person that you want to hang out with, you know? Yeah, uh, and there's there's a, lot a of fun. there's a documentary, Mr. Warmth. Uh, definitely check it out. I'm almost certain it's on HBO Go if you guys have that. So I um, have to check that out then. Yeah, but yeah, definitely check that out. It's, he was uh, in the movie Casino. Yeah, uh, a henchman, pretty much in that movie. But comedy legend, and very unfortunate that uh, he's no longer with us. Yeah. So, so our, thank you, thank you to Don Rickles for years of entertainment. Yeah, thank you very much for all the the laughs that you have provided us. Uh, our thoughts and condolences go out to his friends and family. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get on to where we left off in the uh, last two and a half hours. Uh, <laughs> My we were bad. Talking about- <laughs> Your we were bad. Talking- yeah, sorry about that. Uh, you may want to split this up if you're listening to it. But let's talk about that shakeup. The Raw and SmackDown shakeup. I feel like we should write this down like prediction-wise. But well, you maybe. go ahead and grab a pencil. I'm not. I'm not writing anything down. Okay, how's this? I'll I'll grab the pencil. I'll do it. It's like I'll- at first the only the only, as soon as they announced before they even announced the superstar shakeup. I think it's like the Hardy Boys should. Ha- I I still think the Hardy Boys should have gone to SmackDown. Um, and even after they announced the superstar shakeup, I'm like, oh, I want the Hardys to go to SmackDown. Uh, that's I, I thought it over. No longer the case, though. Uh, I still think with Enzo and Cass losing their match on Raw, that leaves leaves it open for them to go over to SmackDown. And I also think that it leaves um, New Day could go to SmackDown. They've done everything that they could possibly do on Monday Night Raw, except for face the Hardy Boys, who just came back. Let them go to SmackDown and and take over their tag team division. I don't yeah. know. Do you have thoughts on either of those teams going to SmackDown? You already said it before with Enzo and Cassidy. I with I can and stuff, but I can definitely see the New Day going over there. I like that idea. Enzo and Cass. I still want to see them on Raw. Um, I feel like there's more to. I feel like I just want to see more of them on Raw. I like them on Raw. I feel like they're a good fit on Raw. But then if you bring them over to SmackDown, you're also putting them on the same roster of potentially Carmella. Yeah. 
you can maybe align Carmella with Cass and Enzo again. So that makes me actually question everything I believe in now. <laughs> and now I don't know. All right, so let's say something that we do know. We both think SmackDown to uh, New Day to SmackDown. Okay. Are, are you with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so Enzo Cass, you think they're going to go to SmackDown? I do. It's funny because it's like I don't have many like I I can't think of who could go to Raw. Like I I could also see Fandango and I could well I could see Fandango and and Tyler Breeze going to Raw. Uh, you can mark me down for that. Hold on, I'm gonna. You know what? Why not? I'll agree with you with Enzo and Cass. Now I'm gonna. So you, what did you just say? Who to raw? Uh, Fandango, Brizango. You could write Brizango. I don't see that. I'm gonna keep them on SmackDown. Um, I think that Kalisto is gonna go to Raw. I had thoughts of that, but I don't. I still don't like. I don't know. All right. Summer Ray to SmackDown. Summer Ray. I heard rumors of that. I'm going to go with... Uh, let's see. Uh, it's really hard taking people from SmackDown. Yeah. Maybe the Ascension could go to Raw? Uh, You know what? I'm going to put them down for that. It's like women-wise, there's really I don't know either. Are you are you gonna go with the session to uh, Raw? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Zack Ryder to Raw. Um, that's not happening. He's not even involved in this. So I forgot my reasoning behind that too, so I can't even back it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's happening. Um. All right. What else? Um. Can there, you see? There's not even like women en- enough women to go to like the only woman that I could see going to SmackDown is Emma, and I don't want that to happen. Hmm. I think I'm maybe go, I think Mickey James needs to go to Raw. Mickey James to Raw. Yeah. I'm gonna go. No, with... that's not even gonna happen though. They need her on SmackDown. Erase that. <laughs> Erase it. <laughs> Put Sami Zayn on SmackDown because that needs to happen. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I'm gonna go with Natalia to Raw, which again really wouldn't make sense. But that's like the, none of the women changing would make sense. Fuyud her with Nia Jax, maybe. I don't know. Please don't put Char- don't put Charlotte and Natalia <laughs> on the same brand. I swear, please don't. Don't do that. Oh, I can't no. handle. I can't handle that. I really can't handle that. You know what? I'm gonna switch it. I think huh, I'm gonna put Charlotte on SmackDown. Yeah, that's not happening. She just entered a feud with Jax. 
Yeah, I'm switching it. If if you're going to put more women somewhere, it's going to be from NXT to the main roster, I think. All right, hit me with a call-up. Liv Morgan? Where? SmackDown? Ooh. I'm going to disagree with you on that. You put her on Raw? Or yeah, just not I'll Raw? agree with the call-up, but I'm going to put her on Raw. I'm going to put No Way Jose on Monday Night Raw. Hmm. No way, Jose? No? I'm going to keep on on NXT for now. Well, I think this segment's going on way too long because it's already <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, it happened, this is this what happened the last time, too, with the, the movie. Yeah, right? But, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? What can you do? Rusev. He's out, so who knows? Hmm. It's we'll difficult. See. It's like the the thing I don't want to see is AJ Styles go to Smack uh go to Monday Night Raw. You know what? News sites say yes. I don't want to say I don't want to see that at all. I'm putting it down. With Styles him, to Raw. With him, with John Cena going, it's like Nakamura and AJ Styles being like co-captains of SmackDown would be perfect. There's no reason you know for him to go to Monday Night Raw. Who's he feuding with over there? Balor? Mm-hmm. Rollins? You know what? There's no, like, that completely takes him out of a championship scene. I'm going to bite all of the rumor sites. I'm going to say Reigns to SmackDown. Makes no sense, man. It doesn't, but I'm going to say it. I don't I'm going to buy the rumor sites. I'm saying Reigns to SmackDown, Styles to Raw. That's so outside the ring news. Yeah, um, let's do it up. DJ Z was injured during a match in Mexico this past week, uh, which left him with internal bleeding and a fractured colon, uh, which he underwent successful surgery for. Yeah, um, we wish him a speedy recovery. It's just very unfortunate. Yeah, they said. I think he wrote that it was. I think it was like. He had the odds of, of actually recovering was 80-20 or something. Where mm-hmm. if they couldn't stop the bleeding, he would have had to have a colostomy bag, I think, for, for forever. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's what, like, unfortunate and wild. Yeah, so. Uh, very um, no one, what's that? Very lucky. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, as I said, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, Noam Dar, he was injured on Monday Night Raw last week. Which um, there's no timetable, no. I don't even know what, what injury. He, yeah, I'm not, I haven't heard of this, but hopefully he's okay. Um, and then speaking of Rusev, before uh, Lana did an interview and said that Rusev should be back from the so- shoulder surgery in two to four months. And which is clearly uh, speculation. So That means if she's saying that, it's probably like one to two months. Maybe, who knows? What did he have? Shoulder surgery. But, like, any idea what? No. I mean, hopefully he's okay, though. Uh, Sheldon I, Benjamin. Yeah, I was going to skip officially, that since we, we Yeah, Sheldon already. Benjamin uh, officially cleared to return to wrestling. Uh, are they going to surprise us and say SmackDown? I still think that should happen with Kurt Hawkins. Definitely. Who knows? 
Uh, during Access, WWE had, well, not Access, but during WWE WrestleMania week, they had a press conference, and they announced the 32-woman tournament that will be happening over the summer on WWE Network, consisting of women from 17 different countries, which uh, Deanna Perrazzo better be a part of, which Candice LeRae better be a part of. And a few, whoever else, like, need to, from the independents, need to be in this tournament. I'm pumped to watch it, though. Yeah, I I cannot wait to watch this at all. Hopefully, Candice LeRae is involved in this. Hopefully, uh, Nikki Adams. And hopefully, like, a few other familiar faces from, like, NYWC and just uh, familiar, friendly faces that we get to see there. I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, the woman that was... From Japan? Uh-huh. Hojo? Yeah. That was in Lucha Underground? I'm going to assume that she's in the tournament. Okay. Which she might even end up winning it, but... Potentially. I'm going to guess that um, Jade, Mia Yim, maybe in it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, you, I mean, you got 32 competitors from 17 different countries, so you got to, like... They yeah. Can't, they can't it's... all be from USA. No, I think we're gonna get some. I think we're gonna get a handful from the UK. And I mean, Taylor uh, Hendricks. Like, Taylor Hendricks announced that she's done with Ring of Honor. Yeah, so, so. we can easily see her there. Um. Yeah, maybe Veda Scott, but who knows? I guess time will tell. Drew McIntyre, though. Drew Galloway. Yeah, uh, signed with NXT, appearing on screen at NXT Takeover. Huge markout moment. Um, yeah, he's back. Yeah, that my my mouth was literally wide open. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I, I would yeah. never have thought that, but yeah, that was awesome. He's he's finally back, and I'm excited. I know you're excited. Every fan, like, I cannot wait to see what he is going to do and what sort of an impact. He's going, no pun intended, you know, what kind of an impact he's going to have on on that roster. And speaking of impact, with uh, Nakamura coming up to the main roster, they need more stars down there, perhaps. Uh, Damian Sandow said he's no longer with Impact Wrestling. Interesting. NXT is starting to look really uh, interesting. So that'd be awesome for Sandow to return and finally get what he deserves and like a WWE championship in the future, like an NXT championship would be awesome think, for him. Do you think Triple H like told like Sandow and uh, Galloway and stuff like that? They're like, listen, we're going to release <laughs> you and stuff. I'm in the process of creating this <laughs> NXT no, stuff. Once it gets so. up and going, we'll bring you back. Did he say it to Yoshitatsu too? Because his no, Twitter he's... no longer says that he... Well, his Twitter now says a former New Japan Pro Wrestler wrestler. Oh, that's... Unf- well, I mean, for mm-hmm. neck injury, right? Did he know. just do commentary again? I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure he had a match with... Uh, he was wrestling with... Uh, wasn't he with the Billy Gunn and them? I, I didn't follow Billy Gunn when he was over there, though. I'm pretty sure he was in the that anti-Bullet Club thing. Whatever Bullet Club is anymore. It's not even, like, cool to be like, yeah, no, I love Bullet Club. It's, like, cool. It's not even a thing anymore. 
But it is though, so. Uh, but, but it really, really isn't. So it, it kind of went downhill after, uh, what's his face, AJ, because they started as predicted. They brought in everyone, which stinks for guys like Kenny Omega and uh, Tonga and everyone like that. But last, uh, last but not least on our list of of outside the ring news. A, a yeah. mutually agreed upon release from WWE came this week in that of Simon Gotch. Which yeah. I assume, you know what? You could put um, Aiden English on Monday Night Raw. All right, you got it. He'll get a push this, there. Oh, but this is so uneven. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You're putting one, two, three, four, four people on Raw. And, oh, five people to SmackDown. It's not terrible. I'm putting six people to, to Raw, five people to SmackDown. All right, not, not too bad. Uh, yeah, so this past week was WrestleMania week in Orlando, Florida. I'm talking up Zack Ryder. ton of events took place. Ugh. A ton of independent wrestling took place. WrestleCon, so many other events. Um, Part of WrestleCon was on the 30th of March, WrestlePro, you had Jeff Cobb pick up the victory over Fala Ba. The Taboo Crew defeated the uh, App, I almost said Apollo, the Apple Corp and Team España. Swoggle picked up the victory over Gredo. Drew Blue World Order (laughs) defeated Kevin Matthews, Mario Bokar, and Pat Buck. You had Chris. I want to say Drew Galloway on that one. Chris Payne picked up the victory over Tommy Dreamer. Beefcake Charlie won a six-way scramble match featuring CPA Delroy and Nikos Ricos and a few others. Uh, Ryback defeated Colt Cabana. Chris Avery Keeling. Keeling defeated Craven Varro. The DDT Ironman Heavyweight Medal Championship was on the line. Brandy Rhodes picked up that title. And defeated Joey Ryan, who then lost it to Brandy Rhodes, lost it to Pat Buck, who had then guess lost it to Joey Ryan, and then Joey Ryan lost it a bunch more times throughout this whole week. Yeah, um, but yeah, so um, you had Russell Pro title on the line in a four way match. Bobby Wayward successfully defended against Anthony Bowens, Matt McIntosh, and Son Jay. Dot. Who apparently turned down a contract from WWE to be a trainer at the Performance Center and took a job with Impact. Who is this? Dutt. Really? I believe so. If internet is true, then that's what they say. But the WrestlePro Tag Team Championships were on the line. The Heavenly Bodies successfully retained those titles against the Hit Squad. Yeah, and then the GFW next-gen title on the line. Cody Rhodes, the champion, successfully defending against Brian Cage. Somewhere uh, in there. He's another guy that I'm surprised isn't called up to the main, uh, called up to the main roster on signed yet. Cage? Yeah, I think Cage. Oh, I forget. I forget, always forget that people are signed to a contract with them. Somewhere on this card, though, LAX appeared and beat down one of the tag teams or all the tag teams or something. So. Yeah, from uh, TM, T, TMA. 
TNA. From Impact Wrestling. TNA is no longer a thing. Yeah. Taking place on the 31st, really? Of March? I mean, the 30th. The 30th. Uh, you had Game, Game Changer Wrestling presents Joey Janela's Spring Break. Definitely the most hyped event of the week. And definitely the most wild. Definitely the event I'm most looking forward to already next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, they already announced that it did so well that they're they're doing it again. Yeah, so uh, maybe, nah, we're not going to get booked. <laughs> Sammy hey, Callahan. Never say never. Yeah, it's never. It's never. Sammy Callahan picked up the victory over Kyle the Beast in the first Andy, contest. Yeah, Andy Williams of Every Time I Die and Penelope Ford picked up the victory over Braxton Sutter and Allie. The GCW champion Matt Tremont defeated Eddie Kingston. Jimmy Lloyd won the spring break. Cluster that Bob included, Backlund. Yeah, that included uh, Glacier, Dink the Clown, Flip Gordon, Facade, Johnny Silver, Fata Scott, Jervis Cottonbelly, Eric Con- uh, Cannon, Ethan Page, and the Invisible Man. Uh, Leo Rush defeated Keith Lee. You had Joey Janela defeat Marty Janelli, Janelli, uh, Janetti, and Earl Hebner. Earl. Me to run in during this match. Yeah, it was funny. Joey kept knocking out referees until until Hefner came out. When did you watch this? Uh, I was watching it live. That's as cool. It was happening, and um, the main event: Matt Riddle defeated Dan Severn, Dan the Beast Severn. Yeah, so many doors on this show. What's that? So many, so many doors. No. Oh. <laughs> Doors um, everywhere. Yeah. Also taking place the 30th of March, Evolve 80 in Orlando, Florida. I don't know why I said that. Everything was Orlando, Florida. Uh, Drew, yeah, we don't have to say Orlando, Florida, right? Drew Galloway, no, defeated Matt Riddle. Timothy Thatcher with Stoke, uh, Stokely Hathaway defeated Chris Dickinson. Leo Rush defeated Jaka and Jason Kincaid. Who Jason Kincaid suffered a, a neck injury, I believe, a cervical injury, uh, while down there, and hopefully we're, he has a speedy recovery. Uh, the Gatekeepers with Ethan Page defeated Facade and Michael Richard Blaise. Blaze. Blaze. Uh, Ethan Page defeated Austin Theory. Ricochet defeated Keith Lee. Uh, the Evolve Tag Team Championships were on the line. Catch point. The champions defeated Donovan Dijak and Michael Elgin. And Evolve title on the line. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated ACH. On the 31st of March, Evolve 81. Sabre Jr. defeated Michael Elgin. Galloway defeated Leo Rush. Three Galloway. You had Keith Lee defeating Donovan Dijak. ACH defeated Timothy Thatcher. Catchpoint defeating Austin Theory, Jason Kincaid, and Sammy Guevara. Fred Yehi defeated Matt Riddle. And in an Anything Goes match, Darby Allen picked up the victory over Ethan Page. Then on the 31st, Progress, Progress Atlas title on the line, Matt Riddle defeated Trent Seven. The WWE United Kingdom Championship was on the line as the champion Tyler Bate defended it successfully against Mark Andrews. 
Progress World Title on the line. Pete Dunn defeated Mark Haskins. On the 1st of April, the WWN Live Super Show took place. Uh, was that Mercury Rising? Uh, yes, Mercury Rising. Uh, where is it? You had Keith Lee defeating Austin Theory, Blaster McMassive, and Jason Kincaid. The shine title on the line as Lufisto defeated Tony Storm. Ethan Page picking up that victory over Jimmy Havoc. Uh, South Pacific Power Trip defeated Catch Point. The Progress World Championship was on the line. Champion Pete Dunn defeated ACH. You had Evolve title on the line. Sabre Jr. defeated... Okay, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Mark Haskins. <laughs> and for the vacant WWN title in a six-way elimination match, Matt Riddle defeated Fred Yehi, John Davis, Paro, Timothy Thatcher, and Tracy Williams. Yeah, awesome stuff. Like, just a lot of awesome stuff going on at this uh, this weekend. CCW on the first. Uh, best of the best 16. The first few matches that we're going to announce are the first round. The first four are going to be the first round matches, so we don't have to just restate the obvious. Shane Strickland defeated Desmond Xavier, Joey Janela, and Leo Rush. Keep going. Go through the first round. AR Fox defeated David Starr, Ricochet, and Jason Cade. Michael Elgin defeated Anthony Henry, Scorpio Sky, and Zachary Wentz. And then Dave Christ defeated Jake Christ, his brother and tag team partner, Ray Phoenix, and Sammy Callahan. Uh, all awesome, awesome matches and very surprising. I mean, you had names like Ricochet in there. Joey Janela after that weekend, Leo Rush, Desmond Xavier. I mean, stack card. World heavyweight title for CCW on the line. Joe Gacy defended and successfully defeated Brian Cage. Yeah. Ultimate opportunity seven-way match. Ricky Shane Page defeated Ace Austin, Alexander James, Caleb Conley, Ethan Case, Tony Deppin, and Mascarita Dorada. Yeah. Uh, also, for the best of the best, the semifinal matches... David Chris defeated Michael Elgin. Shane Strickland defeated A.R. Fox in a regular match. Matt Tremont picked up the victory over Penta El Zero Miedo with the special guest referee of Kevin Sullivan. And in yes. the finals of the Best of the Best 16 tournament, David Chris picked up the victory over Shane Strickland. Awesome stuff. Um, Ignite Wrestling, only the Strong Survive took place on the first as well. Dr. Dan defeated Ace Perry. Gary J picked up the victory over Dominic Guarini. Roscoe Eat Lisa defeated the, uh, the Gymnasty Boys. Going Rogue defeated the Ugly Ducklings. PPW title on the line. Trip Cassidy defeated Ethan Case. The Tier 1 title is on the line in a triple threat match. The champion Darius Carter defeated C.J. O'Doyle, as well as Rhett Giddens. Yeah, Nick Nero defeated Alvarado, Dell Patricks, and Percy Davis. For the FTPW Golden Challenge Championship, the champion Braden Knight defended that successfully against Teddy Stigma. Yeah, um, Beyond Wrestling took place as well on that day. Keith Lee defeated Jeff Cobb. Lefisto picking up the victory over Deanna Perrazzo. You had Team Pazuzu defeating Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Team 
tremendous. David Starr has a victory over Sammy Callahan at this show. Joey Janela and Penelope. Whoa. Janelope? Yeah, Janelope. Penelope Ford and Joey Janela. Yeah, Janelope defeated the world's cutest tag team. Johnny Silver picked up the victory over AR Fox. The Hit Squad. Yeah, the Hit Squad (laughs) defeated the Unbreakable Machines. And Matt Riddle picked up the victory against Donovan Dijak. On the first, we also had Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 6. Marcella defeated La Ampola. Amapola. Jenny Rose and Manny Leone defeated Faye Jackson and Sumi Sakai. Kelly Klein defeated Deanna Perrazzo. Uh This is actually where the card kicks off. Those were dark matches. The Ring of Honor World Television titles were on the line. Uh, title. Champion Marty Skrull picked up the victory against Adam Cole. Uh, you also had the you had Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser defeat the Kingdom with TKO Ryan. Bully Ray and the Briscoes defeating the Bullet Club, Hangman Page, Tamatanga, and Tonga Loa. Yeah, you had Texas Bull Rope match. Jay Lethal coming in full gear. Picks up the victory over Cody. Coming out on a pretty mean uh, motorcycle. Yeah. The Motor City Machine Guns picked up the victory against Cheeseburger, uh, Will Ferrara, and the Rebellion. Damian Martinez defeated Frankie Kazarian. Silas Young lost via disqualification to Bobby Fish. Uh, Volador Jr. and Willow Spree defeated Dragon Lee and Jay White. The Ring of Honor Championship was on the line. Champion Christopher Daniels defeating Dalton Castle. Ring of Honor World title on the line in a ladder match. Young Bucks defeated the Hardys for the championships. Yeah, so um, Wrestle Circus took place on the 3rd of April. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to run through that really quickly. You have the Wrestle Circus Ringmaster Championship on the line. The champion Brian Cage defeated Desmond Xavier. ACH defeated Martin Stone. Michael Elgin defeated Shane Strickland. The w, uh, the Wrestle Circus Lady of the Ring Championship was on the line. Rachel Ellering, the champion, defeated Angel Rose. Um, also, the world's cutest tag team defeated Jessica Havoc and Sammy Callahan. Jake Manny defeated Leva Bates. You had Team Wrestle Circus defeating Team Pro Wrestling Revolver. Uh, the... Wrestle Circus title and pro, uh, what is it? And pro wrestling revolver championship elimination match. You had AR Fox defeating Jason Cade, finally, uh, to win that title. And then yeah. the championship was on the line in a in later on. Moose uh, lost. AR Fox defeated Moose. Yeah, to retain. So such awesome events going on. Yeah. Uh, Some upcoming independent wrestling taking place on the 14th of April. Five Borough Wrestling Proving Grounds in Brooklyn, New York. The Five Borough Wrestling Champion Mike Verna will be taking on Brian Cage. You're going to have Bull James taking on JT Dunn. Talon versus Max Caster. Tier 1 Championship on the line. Darius Carter defending against Joey Janela. A no. Joey Ryan, yes. Matt McIntosh will be taking on Travis Flip Gordon and Facade. 
Can you obviously was also in that uh, in that match? I don't know if that was said. The the cluster match at Janela's Springbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned him. Um, can you tell that recording for over three hours probably is uh, taking a toll at the end? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Five Barrel Wrestling Tag Team Titles Online: The Hounds of Hatred. Boom Bam Sullivan defending against Force. And also taking place the next day after that, on the 15th, NYWC Back to the Grove taking place, Babylon, New York. So definitely check it out, nywcwrestling.com for more details. Hey, Dave, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Federated Wrestling at underscore Federated. Uh, definitely appreciate you listening to our podcast. Also, go follow Allie at XO Firefly OX. Thank you very much, Allie. Jason, uh, Jason Linick. Go follow Jason Linick on Twitter, Jay Linick. Um, also, go check out Jessica. Go check out Jessica over at GurleyX29. Uh, Moonsault Music. Go give them a listen. Go check them out uh, at Moonsault Music. And we also got Jonathan. Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also check out uh, Broski, Montreal Broski. Eric. Go follow Eric at MTL Broski, you can also go listen to him as he hosts a podcast, Kayfabe Today. Go listen to them. Go subscribe at Kayfabe Today. Uh, first thing in the morning, go watch his Let's Play videos because he is an awesome gamer. Plus, he's an awesome person and human being in the game of life. So give him a follow. Give him a – rate him, subscribe, all of that. Buy his stuff on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com as well. Also, go if you're in the Florida region, go check out Team Vision Dojo. Uh, you can go follow them on Twitter at Team Vision Dojo. They have training sessions, everything. Just give a call, 407-334-2200. Uh, they have classes and everything. And it's they're putting out great stuff over there. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Brandon, any shout-outs? Ready shout out gonna make you pregnant. Two YouTubers getting the first shout out, Tim Tracker and Adam Lewu. Uh, I watch their vlogs on YouTube all the time. And uh, some of them for the past week were from WrestleMania week events. So I popped for that. It was pretty cool. Wasn't expecting to see them there, but uh, That is pretty cool. Who are they? Uh, I mean they both do vlogs. Uh-huh. I don't know what else more you want from. Well, that. like, what 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 drew you to them? I don't like, know. Just watching, anyone? just watching Disney World stuff and Universal oh, okay. Studios. Adam the Woo actually just got banned from Universal Studios yesterday or two days ago. Do you remember there was a video on the internet of somebody going behind the scenes at Nickelodeon Studios after it was closed? No. Yeah. So that was him, and he they just banned him for that. Five years later. Oh wait, no, I do remember that video. That like the one that wait, no, not like Nickelodeon. I remember there's a bunch of underground tunnels at Disney. No, not underground tunnels. But he did like he also was banned from Disney World at one point for going B 
behind the scenes at like, I don't know if it was like River Country or something, but like he was going where he wasn't supposed to go. In uh-huh. his in in his defense for Universal Studios, he literally just pushes the handicap button and the door opens. That's on Universal Studios for that. Huh. So, but he's good I'm with curious the, to see this go, video now. Yeah, he can go to Disney World. He's back on good terms with them, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so even like yeah, so they they were they had WrestleMania week stuff. Uh, Second shout out Disney World Universal Studios WrestleMania week you see so many fans taking pictures videos from both places I, I want to go there so bad one of these days I'll be back no pun intended that's a Universal Studios thing I I still have to get to Universal Studios at some point I I like the last time I was there was 2008 they've opened so many more things since then. Mm. I don't even like Harry Potter, but I think it'd be cool to see that in person. I would love to. There's so much I want to see down there. Now Jimmy Fallon uh, officially yesterday was his, the the official date of the ride opening. Is uh, Simpsons is down there too, right? Yep. Yeah, I want to see Simpsons. Simpsons. I want to see Harry Potter World. Simpsons took over Back to the Future. Yeah, Harry so Potter, much. I think took over Jaws. Did you see this news coming out that apparently Seth Rollins and Gene Simmons are going to be in a movie together and Wesley, Wesley Snipes? Are you kidding me? No. Gene Simmons – here, uh, Saban Films acquired North American distribution rights from WWE Studios. Gene Simmons, Erebus Pictures, two Emmy-nominated John Stockwell's Blue Crush armed response film. Film stars Wesley Snipes and Hayes. WWE star Seth Rollins, Gene Simmons, and Dave Annabelle. Sci- a sci-fi thriller follows a team of highly trained operatives who find themselves trapped inside an isolated military compound after its AI is suddenly shut down. That's super weird. That they should. I, why do I? The film is currently in post-production. I am oh, so intrigued. I want to see. Yeah, post-production. They already filmed it. Damn. And I am so intrigued to see what this is about. Like it goes on to say, the the crew begins to experience strange and horrific phenomena as they attempt to uncover what killed the previous team. And that's why it's good to bring me, Gene Simmons. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's just weird. Yeah, so uh, look for that. But uh, yeah. my last shout-out is going to Billy Joel's song, She's Got Away, because that's the song I've wanted to hear live the most for years, and I finally got to hear it, which since he did, since he started at Madison Square Garden, like, including all, like, the the concerts that he's played, like, in other states and everything, uh-huh. I think he's played that three times, including at Nassau Coliseum. Wow. So I was so happy. That's the song that uh that Leia Remini and and uh Kevin James came out and danced to. That's that's cool. Oh, should we also mention uh props to Nia Jax. Uh really taking a stand about body positivity, posting a picture of her in a bathing suit on her Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Uh just about self confidence and sending a really strong message. Uh, and powerful message. So, you gotta give her a lot of a lot of credit for taking such a, a stand for showing her beauty and 
um, just really doing what she just did. It yeah. takes a lot to do that. So awesome, awesome job. Um, anything else? Now it's time for our, our... Our mark out moment of the week. Um, so many things. Yeah, where do you start? I mean, ultimately, I totally, Hardy Boys. I to- yeah, I start. totally marked out for the Hardy Boys. You got to start. Then after that, you got to go to Drew Galloway. Drew, yeah, Drew, uh, Drew Galloway appeared on NXT. I marked Drew out McIntyre, for I should say. Uh, Ty Dillinger SmackDown, which I would have went to the Revival first. Yeah, Revival Emma returning. I didn't work out too much for Emma. Dillinger, Nakamura. Um, for me, has to be hearing she's got away. Um, that was awesome. Also, I marked up the 450 split, the shooting star press that Shane McMahon attempted. Yeah. I totally marked for that. Um, I marked for, I'm just flipping through right now. I marked out for Aleister Black, his entrance. Um, marked out for, I feel like there's so many mark out moments. Also, uh, the rock was on the tonight show this week and they did a, a, a game where if whoever got the answer wrong, somebody would have to cram into a phone booth with them. And uh big show was on it. Also, he crammed into the, the, the phone I booth to, with I Jimmy Fallon. That now. Yeah, it was funny. But, like, Big Show and The Rock really didn't, like, interact with each other. It was weird. But I still popped that Big Show was there. I was expecting it to be, like, one of the guys from Universal Studios on stilts. <laughs> they, they unmask it's Big Show. I thought it was funny. That is funny. But, uh, yeah, that's our show. That's our mark out moment of the week. Dave wait, 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 wait. David, the show is seven hours I long. I know, I know. But I was this just This isn't WrestleMania. Say, we didn't... I didn't really say it, but is it, is it weird that it didn't get emotional or feel in, any investment in this Undertaker retirement? You did say it. Oh, we didn't talk about it. But am I like – I don't know. I feel like maybe I should have. Maybe he'll or, still wrestle again. Maybe. Nobody but knows. I, he didn't actually say he's retiring. Do you want to say your favorite memory or is it like – or is it already too long? Should we just save it for next week? Take us home. I don't know. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you. We know that it's been over three hours, but you hopefully love every minute of it. Episode 322. Can you believe we've actually got that far? And just remember, it's not the longest episode ever. Yes, it is not surprisingly our longest episode. Although this banter might put us over. (laughs) So maybe I should talk really slow and sing. Don't do that. Seriously, don't do that. Okay, but, all right, so thank you very much for listening. Go check us out on Facebook. Give us a like, facebook.com slash out. Go like us on Facebook. I already said that. Twitter, twitter.com slash out slash. Okay, we're just going to restart that one because I am way too tired. Okay, thank you very much for everybody for listening. Episode 322, can you believe that we got that far? 
All right, go buy some t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Please buy them all. Everybody looks good in them, and everybody looks good in general, but you'll look great wearing this t-shirt. All of your friends will be jealous of you. What is this, some sort of sick little joke? <laughs> also, go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. Go follow us on Twitter, at marking out, at BTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Also, please go check out youtube.com slash marking out 11, where you can watch Brandon Featured in Cooking with Brandon, episode five, 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 five. Also, go check out iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. You can go subscribe to us, rate us, comment, download us. Please, marketout.com for all of your needs. If you want to send us an email, if you want to be a musical interlude, do it up, marketout1 at gmail.com. And we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.